Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. My name is Chet Czar. This is episode 204. The date is May 11th, 2021. And this week I interviewed an old friend of mine named Josh Breckenridge. Uh, Josh is a musician, producer, engineer, artist, and also the guy that got me interested in in uh, cryptocurrency um i i mean i was thinking about it and i knew he he was into it so he was the guy i hit up and i said hey what should i you know i'm gonna put a little bit of money into this what should i do um and he advised me and my small investment went like eight times higher in about six months. So I didn't know really anything about it when I started. I didn't know anything. I didn't know about the environmental stuff. I didn't know I didn't know anything <laughs> except that I kept hearing it's something you should invest in. And um anyway, I'll explain that later in the interview. But um yeah, it's the more I learned about it, the more I thought, wow, this is this the the underlying blockchain technology is just going to be huge it's it's going to i think it's going to change everything in the in the way in the same way that the internet changed everything like that big um we'll see i mean i don't know you'll you can tell by the 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 conversation i had on this interview is you know i don't really know what i'm talking about it's definitely not financial advice anybody that takes financial advice from me would be really stupid uh, so I'm just saying, don't take financial advice from me, but I just thought this subject is so, uh, important that we should talk about it and I should at least try and explain it as well as I know it. Um, just, to, you know, I, I, I've talked about it in the dark art society, uh, Facebook group and I see a lot of artists who are like, what the hell? I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't understand NFTs. I don't understand cryptocurrency. So I, I think it should be, I, I kind of see this as a, as an educational episode for those who, who uh, don't understand it. Like I said, I just think what, whether or not you're into it, it's, it's coming. So it's something that everyone should learn about because it's, it's I, like, I think it's, going to change everything. So anyway, um, what's been going on? You know, what's been going on with me? I finished, um, the book is almost done where I think the last iteration of it from the, from Mackie, the graphic designer, I'm just waiting. We did all the corrections. We got all the text finalized. I finished all the paintings, had them photographed today. I've got one more painting of the map the dystopia map that I have to finish up and that's going to be, um, tomorrow or Thursday. And, uh, I think that's it. There might be a couple little paintings I have to do actually, now that I think about it, but it's, you know, essentially this next iteration that we get back from her, Mike and I will go over and make sure everything's cool. And I think that it'll be ready to go to print, you know? Uh, so, very exciting times for me. This is a huge thing. Even if, if nothing comes of it, 
it's just I fulfill the Kickstarter rewards and it's done and no one ever talks about it again. I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. I just want to have it done. I just have to have it done. It's very, it's a personal thing for me right now <laughs> just to have this thing done that's been hanging over my head for five years. Um, so that's really, I'm really excited about that. Um, so that's been taking up all my time. That's why I took last week off is just to deal with that. Plus I got my second vaccination shot and stuff was going on that week. So thought make it easier myself and just take a week off. So that's been, that's been it. Um, let's get on with the, uh, new subscribers. If you want to subscribe and I really appreciate all of, all of the subscribers and supporters, that make this podcast happen. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash dark art society and join for just a dollar, even as little as a dollar. And, um, you'll get in, you get the podcast day early. You get in the secret, uh, Facebook group where all the action happens and you get into the member section of the of dark art society.com and all kinds of other little cool things, little, uh, uh, gallery of the artists who are on the show I, I do i post those usually in the in the patreon so that's where you can do it um i also have a lot of stuff going on in my personal patreon which is patreon.com slash chet and you can join that one for as little as a dollar also but i got a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff planned um coming up there's going to be a lot of content there's already so much content on there i go to look for things and i've been doing it for three years and it's just like I can't believe all the content on there. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, so um, new subscribers this week. We've got Sleet Wealth Shrek and Ghost. That's a pretty great name. Thank you for supporting. We've got um, Jeremy Burley. Thank you, Jeremy. And we have John Richer. Thank you so much for supporting couldn't do it without you um anyway i think that's it uh maybe we should get on with the interview the interview is really good uh, it's interesting conversation i just i have to again say the disclaimer that i know there's going to be people listening that are really into crypto and they're going to be like what an idiot <laughs> So just understand, I'm trying to just explain it to the best of my knowledge because I know I know it. I know how it works more than most people do, even though I, I don't. It's confusing, and I still don't know that much about it really. Um, so anyway, forgive me on all the wrong things I say, but um, it's a really good interview. It sounds good. Josh has a he's got a podcast. He's got a professional mic, so it sounds like we're both in the same room. Uh, I know uh, I'll do the synesthesia word of the week. Uh, for those who don't know, I have synesthesia, gastrolexical synesthesia, and names and certain words have flavors to me. And um, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, let's say let's do Josh today since Josh is on the podcast because Josh is a very strong synesthesia word for me. And um, Josh is pancakes with that have like tons of syrup on them you know pancakes kind of get soaked with syrup that's what josh tastes like anyway thanks for listening and uh hope you enjoy this unusual crypto episode all right here it goes mm-hmm. 
What's up, Josh? Man. Welcome to the show. Nice. I was expecting to hear that. Din, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love your intro. Is that your music? Did you yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had um I wrote it on um uh God. What the hell is that <laughs> program on the iPad? GarageBand. GarageBand. GarageBand, and then I imported it into Logic. Nice. And then I put like, you know, pretty good drums on it. And then um I mixed it as well as I could. And I thought, oh, this sounds pretty good. And then the guy that used to engineer um, the podcast for us, uh, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name. Fuck. He, like, cleaned it up and mastered it. And yeah, stuff. yeah. He he mastered it, sent it back. I think he – I don't know what he did, but it sounds so good. Yeah, it sounds dope. I can not believe it. I was Except wondering the, if it was, like, if it – so it's newer. I thought maybe it was from, like, the old days. It, well, it's from three years – no, it's from three years ago. It's a uh, – yeah, no, it's new. It's something – I I, I uh, gave myself two weeks off, like, three or four Christmases ago. And yeah. um, uh, started playing with GarageBand and nice. got, like, a an iRig so I could plug in my guitar and <clears> bass <throat> and stuff. Yeah. And then I just started recording all this music. Cause it's so That's much, awesome. so much fun, and now I haven't had time. My, you know, I haven't had time to get back to it. Brian Kilgore. That's his name. That's and, how it always goes. Like with stuff like that, we switch gears. Yeah, and all the freelance stuff comes back in, and then it's you know back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happens with me a lot too. I kind of bounce between two or three different things. That I have a, like a million unfinished right projects. You know, that's the artist curse. You know, I would have liked to meet you when you were a young punk rocker. Were were you nice? Or were you... <laughs> oh yeah, I was the same as yeah. I am now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty, um, I don't know, upbeat punk yeah. punk rocker into dark shit. <laughs> nice. So you were into all that stuff. Even I, I mean, I know that I've seen your documentary. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was funny because it's like, I, I definitely had this, you know, I had this phase where I, where I got into punk music and probably within the span of a year, I went from being kind of like sort of normal looking, you know, with like a normal haircut for the time, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, like the eighties to looking like a homeless person <laughs> like just because i was just you know my shaved the side of my head my hair got all long i uh was just dressing differently and kind of like raggedy clothes and funky looking weird pant leg <laughs> hat i made for myself and working on the blob and i remember one time on the on, working on the blob which is my first big movie i went to go it was on hollywood the shop was on hollywood boulevard and on the break one break i went and sat down outside and this homeless guy came and sat next to me and he thought it was a homeless guy. So he just started <laughs> he talking to, give to me. Funny. He's like, you want half of my hot dog? They just started talking to me and I was talking to him because I'm just like that. And then it occurred to me like halfway in the conversation is, Oh, this dude thinks I'm like a homeless guy. Uh, that happened to me outside of a circle K when I was dressed like that. Like, dude came up and tried to give me money. I'm like, I'm good, bro. I have a job. He's like, oh, oh. Like, I just don't really bathe in <laughs> Dude, I'm married to a doctor. 
that that's when you when you uh when you reach that full-on like hermit look where you just don't care anymore and the mm-hmm. beard and the hair goes up. that's when we're fully evolved as artists like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i just now. can't i can't I, I can't find any rationale for cutting my hair or shaving don't uh, do other it. than it's like i trim my beard because i don't like the or my mustache because i don't like the hairs getting in my mouth other than that i just don't give a fuck it, in all the years I've known you, I feel like I've grown my hair to the length there is now. Yours is now in my beard like three times and cut it. And every time I'm like, "Why did I do that?" And then I just grow it back again. You know, it's like, like I'm on I'm on a grow right now. Yeah, on a grow. <laughs> yeah, I'm on a grow cycle. I, somebody told me something about that. Like in maybe it's Native American culture that um, that there's like energy involved in like hair and beard and like these oh, really yeah. experienced hunters wouldn't cut their hair and beard because if they did it like fucked up their equilibrium and like that that's like did you ever see with nail and i one of my favorite movies i did oh you gotta see it it's a it's a uh britain's biggest cult film cult movie oh okay. it's like got this huge cult following i mean you could find videos on it it's it's really excellent it's a movie you can watch over and over but there's a great scene where they're these two guys it's like these two kind of hippie guys at the end of the 60s is the whole premise and they're meeting with their drug dealer who's like the spaced out guys <laughs> and he's like uh what does he say it's so great he said uh oh he's like i'm gonna go get a haircut or someone's why'd you get a haircut and he's like don't do that man your <laughs> hair are your aerials it's, it's so, what does he say it's like uh it's like you pick up vi- vibrations from the uni- universe through your hair. This is why all bald men are uptight. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it tracks. <laughs> it's so great. Anyway, that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about baldness and long hair. How many today. minutes can we waste talking about hair? <laughs> People are like, why the fuck do I subscribe this to this is podcast? This is what happens when you don't talk to somebody for like three years. <laughs> You start yeah, talking a bunch a of start talking a bunch of bullshit. Like we how how did we meet? Oh, I mean we've known um, each other for a long time, and I, I don't remember how we even met. It's been like a decade now, probably or close to it. And um, um, so originally, uh, we so I had moved back from from the Hollywood area. I was working in like crappy recording studios under these producers, like that were doing stuff for like Sony and Warner brothers. I was working on like pop records Oh wow! and I got, I got sick of that pipeline and I moved back to Arizona. Um, and my wife and I were living out there and then I started a band for my bedroom, the with arms of the sun, uh, stuff. And then we put a song online that kind of caught on. And then I think a bunch of people in your circle are probably sharing it because mm-hmm. at some point you and I talked on Facebook and you had said like, Hey, I really like that song. Uh, such and such. Can I, can I use it for like a ego death commercial uh, or maybe a Kickstarter? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I was stoked. Oh, wow. <laughs> because I, I had actually, um, been a fan of your art for a long time prior to that. I mean, I, I had known about your stuff for easily 10 years before that. Oh, like I'd cool. seen it, um, a bunch of times because I used to go on, man, your supporters are going to hate me for this because I know it's a popular site for your movement, but there used to be this website that had a shitload of really cool dark artists on it. Um, God, what was that website the ba- called? Bainart, the Bainart Surreal Collective. Yeah. Yeah. B-N-Art a lot of people. So started, I, I found started you on there. Like yeah. I used to go on that site 
and I would download or, or right click save all these photos of like artists that I like. And then I had a slideshow background in my recording studio of just rad art that would pop up. Oh, that's cool. And a lot of your art was in there. So I had known about your stuff. So I was pretty stoked when you hit me up. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then you introduced me to Mike Mm -hmm. and then Mike had reached out and asked about using some of the music for the actual film. Right. Uh, and And then we became friends after that. I think the first time we met in person was actually a year later. And that was at, um, a tattoo convention in Arizona. Um, oh right wow my my wife and i like yeah 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 that's right yeah and i was like wow it's so cool to meet people that are like successful and famous that aren't douchebags (laughs) Um, because that's that's so i mean i'm sure you have a bunch of stories too but everyone that i've met that was somewhat of a idol or someone i looked up to in music or art has been a total tool yeah (laughs) like a total just douche and then you ended up being really cool. And I was oh, like, oh, that's thanks. good. You know, I didn't want to pull your art off of my slideshow <laughs> on my desktop. That's what I was concerned about. I remember telling my wife, I'm like, man, if he's a douche, it's going to suck. Because I'm going to have to rebuild my slideshow <laughs> on my desktop. She's like, You're God forbid. <laughs> I, you know, that's that's one of the biggest motivations to, uh, to being cool to people um, is to not bum people out in that way for me. Like, that was always like... Yeah. Like I always really appreciated people that I looked up to that I met when they were cool. It's and it's so disappointing when someone turns out to be an asshole. It's such a bummer, and I just never wanted to be that guy um, for someone. You know, it's it's happened to me a few times. Like, yeah, like even recently, I think a year and a half ago, I met this dude in music that I looked up to. <clears throat> it was a singer that I was like, oh man, I always want to hang out with this dude. And somebody introduced us and we hung out and while we hung out, he got really drunk and he started being a dick and he started like saying really mean shit about women. And then it like transferred to him (laughs) talking about gay people. And I'm like, man, this really fucking ruined this. (laughs) You got, you're going to have to tell me off the air. I will tell you all about it. And I was like, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to meet people anymore that I like their art or music. Is it someone, someone I've heard of? Yeah, you probably know. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, Let's we'll pause the podcast and you can tell me. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah, wait till the end. Don't forget yeah. to tell me. Oh, I'll uh, tell you. <laughs> yeah, so and sometimes you meet people that you look up to also and you think, you know, you, you think, oh, I could be friends with that person. And yeah. then you meet them and it's not like they're even an asshole. It's just like you don't click. You know, like right. some like when we met, we just clicked. Like I just yeah. felt like I felt like I'd known you you know, a lot of people, people that I'm really just that I'm friends with are people that I kind of, it seems like, uh, felt kind of an instant familiarity with for some reason. And we, uh, I think we have, a, I think our paths are similar. Yeah. You're like my, you're like my um, old artistic uncle. Like, I feel like <laughs> sometimes I check in with you like, hey, man, right. I'm thinking about making this life change. You're like, I did that in 97. Like, you, probably, you probably want to think that shit through. And I'm like, oh, OK. You know, because I feel like you're, you're ahead. Like you, you're you're uh, you're certainly you've put more um, a lot more energy into uh, evolving yourself, you know, spiritually. And, and you've worked on a lot of things that that I'm trying to work on, you know? And so, well, that's cool. Yeah. I, Anything I to help. You talk. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. I always try to be help where I can. Um, then I try to pay it back with all my nerdy crypto stuff. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm like, that's great chat, but buy some Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before we get, I mean, really we, the, the, we, this episode is, is going to be about crypto and blockchain. Cause 
um, uh, I feel like I'm so late to the party, but there's still so many people that I see online, especially in the in the dark art community. There's a few people that seem to be understanding of it, and then a lot of people just don't have a clue. Like they don't have any idea about it, and it's like I just started learning about it around the beginning of the year. When I yeah, talk, you're not late. When I talk you're, to you you're about in the it. second, probably the second wave. Right. I mean, there, there's the initial wave, and that's like some deep nerd shit. A lot of those people are programmers, and like, right, right. A lot of me and my friends when we were young were like nerdy hacker guys. I mean, like, we're the ones that like wish that the Matrix was the real world right. and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> we want Dark City to happen, you right? Know? And I think we 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 all got into it pretty early. But as far as mainstream, you're kind of in the first wave of that. Yeah. I mean, I don't. You definitely didn't miss the boat. I mean, you got in on. Uh, on crypto when it was still quite low. I mean, yeah, I know it's kind of it's kind of amazing. I mean, I, di- I didn't invest much, but um, it's gone. Uh, it's let me see. Uh, it's like gone up f- like seven times. Oh yeah, yeah like eight seven. times. Eight times what I invested. Yep. You know, and it was like only, you know, it's like a few hundred bucks, but so it's not like I have a lot to lose. I did I did what they they say in crypto yeah. is don't invest more than you can afford to lose. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so I took it's that more approach. Volatile. It's more volatile than the stock right, market. Right, right. I mean, the whole yeah. way it started with me was uh I have been wanting to in I'm getting like old now. Like I'm looking at the end of my life and I'm going like, "Fuck, man. I could I could die in I mean, I could die anytime, but I'm 50, 50, I'm going to be 54. It's like, okay, I can look ahead 15 years and I'm going to be 70. And 15 years is not a long time. It's not a long time, especially when you have kids to mark those that time going by. I don't know, man. You're pretty relaxed, though. Yeah. I feel like that'll, I mean, if you if you weigh the amount of Choco Tacos <laughs> versus the amount of relaxation, I feel like that could buy you an extra 50 years. I, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, but, but point, point, that may be true. But point being is that, you know, I can see the end at this yeah. point. Even if I live to be a long time, I can, it still doesn't seem like that much time for me because the t- the more time goes past, uh the faster time seems to get. Your perception of time gets faster. And so anyway, I'm just starting to think about the future like I can't keep this pace up. I mean, I've been talking about this the last couple of years on the podcast. I can't keep sure. this crazy pace up. I can't be living hand to mouth anymore. I need to put I have to, you know, have a retirement account yeah i have to invest some money i've never done it nobody in my family other than my sister is good with money everybody i mean my whole family like everybody i know in my family no one mm-hmm. has really a lot of financial um knowledge or Same. any yeah, experience I, I with any teacher too yeah any no planning nothing and so i so anyway i was like you know the, the things that were recommended to me were to put some money in the stock market you know, do I have an IRA from an old job? I hit my old job at Spectral Motion. That's you know, so there's a little money in there. I've got the house which I'm paying off, and then um, I, I the idea was so, I heard somewhere put some money in the stock market, put a little bit in crypto, and I didn't even know what anything about crypto at all. And I, and, yeah. and somehow maybe I asked you or you said something to me, and I was like, <clears throat> you know. 
I just am going to put a couple hundred bucks into this crypto yeah. thing. What are some th- good things to invest in? And you gave me um, like <laughs> five or six recommendations and a few stock recommendations and all the crypto stuff you gave me, just like I said, it went up like eight times. It's it's yeah. funny because like just a couple months ago, I did this in January or February, a couple months ago, I wasn't paying attention to that account because the idea was I was just going to put a few some money in and just... Yeah, just leave it. Leave it, not yep. think about it and mm-hmm. check it in, you know, 20, 10 years or something when I'm 65 or 70 yeah. or something. It's just something to have there. And I looked at it a couple months ago and I was like, what? how much did I put in? <laughs> yeah. It was like, wait a minute. That's, that can't be right. It, Crazy, right? Yeah. And then it's once exciting. you see that, you start checking everything and you start looking yeah. at the U- YouTube videos and you start checking the balance it's, and then you start watching it. Then you start buying Dogecoin. And then you start buying Doge. Then you join that cult. Yeah. I've, it's so funny because it's like... I've been watching, you know, I bought, I don't know if you told me to do this or you, I think you told me not to do it, to buy into not to Doge. Do what? Buy Doge. You either, no, I would have told you to buy it. Oh, okay. So you told me, yeah, it's like yeah. a Joe currency. Put it, just put a little bit in Doge. Yeah. Maybe is what you yeah, said. I tell everybody, buy, buy some. So I bought $5 worth. And, uh, and when I checked it, it was at like over 50 bucks. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so then I bought a little bit more. You know, still, I'm not. I'm under. I'm under a grand in any of the crypto stuff sure. for me. And um, <clears throat> then I like, you know, I'd buy a little bit here and there, and I bought it at point oh four cents or something. Yeah, something crazy. And now it's at fifty one. Yeah. And so anyway, I. Uh, <clears throat> I started, that's the one I'm like focused on for some reason. <laughs> and it's like the goofiest one. You know, and, it's and getting it's a like, lot of promotion. And I, have, and I have the least amount invested in it. But for some yeah. reason, I'm watching the charts every day and it's like, it goes up two cents. It's going up 10 cents. It goes down two cents. It's not like I'm making any kind of significant money at all. Right. On it, but for some reason, I'm totally, to I'm totally into it. It's just well, fun for some reason. I think you know? what we're learning is that currency can be whatever we decide it is. Right. Right. So if you if you want to trade beaver pelts and you can convince enough people to trade those for things, right. then then that's what it is. Yeah. And and we we've seen this especially since COVID, um, because people were getting their checks, you know, their stimulus money, and they were putting it right in crypto. Right. And right. some of these people are going to be like crypto millionaires in a decade, which is right. awesome. Amazing, mm-hmm. um, but but yeah, I mean it's it's shown us even even on the stock side with the GameStop thing. I don't know if you followed that, yeah. But, but yeah. I had bought a lot of GameStop stock at one point, and uh, stock people on on some forums that I'm in are like, "You're crazy! Like, you millennials are so dumb with your investments." And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and, and then I sold them for like three hundred bucks a share. Wow, you know? <laughs> it's like it's. There's there's definitely um, a new subculture happening in finance right now. Right. And I think it's it's scary to the the powers that be. It's scary oh, to the yeah, system. Yeah. And and really, you know, and we'll get into this more, but even the NFT art stuff is scary to the traditional art world in, in some ways. There's a lot of people that, that are um, worried about that taking over because it, it takes money out of middlemen's pockets. Right. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that more, but I've definitely spent – a lot of time in the last year with friends that are artists and musicians 
um, kind of showing them the ropes of crypto. I have some art friends who I've set up their crypto wallets and, and help them mint their NFTs on the blockchain in, in exchange for like a percentage of the sale. Right. Like it's funny, it's almost become this like side business and I didn't even mean for it to be that way. It's just when you have a knowledge that people need, all of a sudden right. you get a lot of people start hitting you up about it. Right. Right. You know? And so um, I, when did you, first off, when did you start? Uh, I, you know, I wanted to get into your whole background and your band is awesome. Your engineering skills are fucking insane you produce it's, it's like your last album i heard it and i couldn't believe i couldn't believe it i couldn't <laughs> believe it i was like this sounds as good as a fucking tool album oh thanks you man. know it just blew and it's like you did that i could not fucking you do that in your garage <laughs> I did it in my garage i was like yeah th- this is i just couldn't believe it it fucking completely blew my mind is really i'm Excellent I'm all stuff. I'm all digital nowadays. Like I don't use any real guitar amps anymore. I don't have to mic real drums. I have everything captured in the digital space where I can create anything I want. I have symphonies. That's all of it. You yeah. Know, I have sample packs that I've bought. It's amazing. It's amazing. From other engineers. Yeah. It's you know that. So that started. Um, I'll get into that. So yeah, just give a little background before we get into the crypto stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, so so you know, I like a lot of people wanted to be a rock star when I was young, and me too. I toured, uh, I toured in a bunch of punk bands and stuff, and I ended up getting uh, um, a management deal and a record deal when I was in my early twenties. It fell through, and I ended up moving to Hollywood. Um, and then right when I moved to Hollywood, the three people I moved with, they they fell through, and so I just floundered out out here for years auditioning for bands to be a singer you know trying to put projects together and finally i was like you know what um i have all this music in me i'm gonna go to recording school which was smart in the sense that i've saved a lot of money being able to cut out that middleman and learn mm-hmm. to be a producer um but at the time done because i had to take out loans you know oh, like wow. school loans yeah um so i went to musicians institute in hollywood Oh, no way. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And I met, I met my wife around that time. Um, I have a degree in audio engineering. Um, and I also have um, certificates in, in singing and vocals, vocal production uh, and songwriting production and, and just uh, film composing, stuff like that. I've got all these little certificates. I, they don't matter. I mean, right. I'm not to be cool. That doesn't mean shit. I mean, like if you make good music, you make yeah, good right, music. Right, right. Um, but so I did all that. And then I worked in the pipeline, like I said, uh, helping uh, pop producers. Like sometimes singers would come in, these like 18-year-old pop star people that couldn't sing. And they'd be like, hey, like fix the melody, like show them a better idea. And I'd uh, listen. And I'd be like, actually, you should go down and go uh, higher there. And here's how you harmonize with that. And, so and kind I of that. a producer type thing. Yeah, kind of like vocal production mm-hmm. and then just the engineering side, recording people and mixing and mastering. Um and I just got sick of L.A., hated it. I moved back to Arizona um, and then started With Arms to the Sun for fun. Mm-hmm. Like er, So originally, With Arms to the Sun was songs that I couldn't get licensed. Like I was trying to write music for video games. Mm-hmm. And um, I had these songs that were a little heavier, not as symphonic. And uh, nobody was biting on them for video game stuff or film placement. And mm-hmm. so I was like, well, I'm just going to make a band out of it because I like this oh, wow. music. And, and I put out that first EP. And at the time I was doing the podcast with my, my brother and my best friend, Joe, and I showed them the music and they were like, yeah, that shit's really cool. Are um, you serious? I thought the podcast came after the band. No, no. We oh, were that's so funny. Way back then. 
and um yeah just making jokes and we were meeting in my house every sunday and so i'd play them songs after we'd podcast and they were like that's cool can i write to it so i just started deleting tracks like guitar tracks and bass tracks here record your own part oh how cool just put together we started putting together music and it was all organic and just fun and i was done with the rock star thing by that age Mm -hmm. but ironically that's when i had the most success after that you know we got signed and uh, you know, did a bunch of tours and, you know, played with Tool and Primus and did Riot Fest, like all this cool stuff. Yeah. And that was after I, not after I'd given up on music. I've never given up. I, I'll always do it my whole life. I have the Given needs. up on being a rock star, maybe. Yeah, given up on <laughs> like, worrying about if I was cool or not. Right. Like, just not giving a shit, yeah. you know? And that's when your best stuff comes. Yeah, I mean, you know absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, and so, so, you know, now I'm back in California, I'm grateful and, and I've been, uh, fortunate enough to, to live back out here again. I'm in Ventura now. Um, it's quiet up here. It's yeah, a beach it's, town. Ventura is really nice. It's a ghost town by 8 PM. I mean, there's nothing to do here. And I like that, you know, I wake mm-hmm. up morning, like I'll go, I'll go paddleboard in the ocean a little bit and like walk my dog and then I'll just come home out here to the studio and. Uh, I'll just write music and, and work on like 3D art all day. You know? That's the life. I'm happy, man. <laughs> um, a lot of my freelance stuff is like, so I'm still I'm writing again for for games and film and um, doing composing and I released it with Arms of the Sun songs when they're done and and you know we're not with a label anymore. We kind of do whatever we want and I'm it's good. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not a. I wouldn't say I'm financially successful, but I would say that in terms of like having a good balance of good family and friends and like creativity and all that, I feel very whole. Yeah, fulfilled. That way. Uh, Financially, I don't know. I haven't cracked that egg. I don't know how to make money being an artist. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, the music industry is, that's one of the the reasons I'm I'm happy that I got uh, discouraged early on because after, after about 10 years of trying, I finally, the last time that band broke up, because, you know, the bands break up and members change. It's like, I, I, it was always me tr- with a band trying to make it happen. And after the last breakup, I was like, fuck, okay, I, I got to stop. Ten, You know, this is, yep. I'm like 30 years old or late 20s. And it's like, back then, you know, you have a different perspective. And it was probably a smart decision. I'm like, I just got to stop. I'm just, yeah. I'm done. I have to try something else. This isn't working. It's been, I've spent a lot of time trying to make this happen and it isn't happening. And that, you know, eventually led me to painting, which is, I was like, Oh shit, I forgot. I'm a more of a visual artist than a, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I like music. I think I'm pretty good at writing and stuff. I'm not a great player. I'm a good rhythm player. I'm not a good lead player. I've never been able to do that really. But, um, I'm so much better at visual art than I am music. Like, like I can see things, more than I can hear things, if that makes any sense, you know. Well, I think like what it, what excites me about like the future of crypto art is somebody like you, you can put it all together now. Like you can release right. animations with your music and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it'll I mean, be the whole package. Yeah, which the, is great. The potential for for that is kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's so uh, anyway. Yeah, let's not get into that yet. No, no. We let's don't have let's to go let's. There, uh, Get back to your journey. Okay, so that's that's a that's a good overview of your your career and stuff. Yeah. Um, so when did you get into crypto? Because you got you've been interested pretty for a long time now, right? Like yeah. So I was trying to, to trying to find ways to mine it back in like 2010. Wow. You know, way way back when, and 
didn't have a lot of success with it because you needed a really nice computer and stuff. And mm. I never really had that. Yeah. Um, but I've always dabbled in, in that stuff a little bit. I've always been fascinated in the blockchain. Um, I had ideas very early on of, um, you know, releasing music on the blockchain and until now, I mean, it was possible five years ago even to do it, but it wasn't, there wasn't enough mainstream understanding of what it was. It was right. still like crazy to do that. It was, it just wasn't worth it. So now like for sure, I'm going to definitely be doing an album, you know, on, on the blockchain. It, definitely the next with arms of the sun stuff. It'll all be, it's blockchain. Gonna, everything's going to be, I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm one of these converts. Uh, we're not talking about the whole mm-hmm. politiz- politicization and environmental issue now, but it's like, as far as, a technology that's coming. I'm like, yeah. whether you like it or not, whether yeah. you're into it or not, it's going to happen and everything's going there. That's, I mean, what listen, I, there's, it, there's already realtors that are starting to look into, um, you know, house titles and stuff on the blockchain. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's, can, it's can, you, can you explain it? Cause I know, like I said, there's a lot of people that, uh, were where I was in January, which is, I have no clue at all what this means. So, so all of the crypto is based mm-hmm. the the basis of it is uh blockchain correct like that's where it all starts sure okay it, so it, if you could explain blockchain to people who don't have any clue about it um <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can give I'll, let me give you my understanding you tell me if i'm okay. right or not it is basically using uh like peer to peer networking with all kinds of different other computers all over the world mm-hmm. to keep track of transactions sure uh, you know broken up into encrypted bits like each computer mm-hmm. is going to have a tiny little bit of this info and mm-hmm. it's going to put keep it all together on you know on the internet and uh uh it, it it create it's like a ledger it's like a, a ledger it's like an online yeah. ledger that everyone can see the blocks yeah. are a certain a number of transactions mm-hmm. are on this block and that's yeah, the block. Sort, of, sort of like a certificate of authenticity and what i would add to that is like when you hear the term mining what that is is it's not someone physically mining it's someone mining basically in binary code it's 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 computer servers somewhere mining and that's actually where the environmental impact comes right. in and that's that's why that's a valid argument um, right. because there is an environmental impact. Right. I am pro-crypto and I will argue pro-crypto because I'm for it. Um, however, I'm also uh, – I'm not a black and white person. Like I, I see the gray area mm-hmm. and I know that there is an environmental impact and we, we can get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so – so the blockchain is basically mm-hmm. – it's kind of like file sharing in a way, the way that like uh, – Pirate Bay and remember all those old programs mm-hmm. were, were, that ruined the music industry. All the, all the music sharing, it was like I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> it's sharing little bits of information over distributed network of computers all over the world. So therefore, you've got basically these ledgers of transactions that are distributed in an encrypted way to all these participating computers, millions of computers right. all over the world. Therefore, they can't be. The transactions can't be fucked with, or anything. They can't be changed. It's mm-hmm. and and uh, 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 because it's distributed on little teeny bits of it are distributed all over the world, and that that's basically 
blockchain technology as far as i understand it yeah it's like it's like a digital ledger right um, right and, but, and yeah. it's open it's public everyone can look at every transaction mm-hmm. on the blockchain yeah it's and, shared openly publicly. and so what this means is uh <clears throat> basically banking can happen over the blockchain yes. in the future which will cut out all of the banks it, it's decentralizing basically the, that, mo- the money the system of, and the that's banks. That's the punk rock roots of blockchain. Right. Is essentially DeFi. De- 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 when you hear the word DeFi, that, that's short for decentralized finance. Right. Um, it's 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 a new method of being able to buy and sell goods uh, without involving big banks. And in that way, there's a lot of positives. There right. could be a lot of arguments made for big banks being evil in some ways. Uh, I won't get into that too much, you know, to each their own, believe what you want. Um, but there's a good argument to be had that decentralized finance can free us from some of that stuff. Right, right. And that it's a positive thing. Oh, there's, I mean, <clears throat> the thing is there's like huge po- potential positive things, like huge world-changing potential positive things. Of course, but, okay, before we get into the environmental thing. Okay, so, uh, okay, now how does crypto relate to blockchain do you know? Can you mean you... crypto art? No, uh, cri- so... uh, crypt- cryptocurrency. Sorry, crypto anything really. Well, it's it's on the blockchain. Yeah. It's, so it's that's... like it's it's digital currency mm-hmm. or tokens that represent right. value mm-hmm. that are stored on the blockchain. Right, and that again is where a lot of the environmental impact comes in. Is a lot of when when you sell a, a piece of crypto art or an NFT, a non-fungible token, um, when you sell that, it is a proof of sale. Sale. So what happens is you're trying to mint it, and there's going to be a lot of weird words on this podcast. Like you'll have to do some back googling, people listening to understand, because there's a lot of weird vernacular that yeah, comes in. Yeah. But essentially, minting is you paying fees to have these miners somewhere mine in ones and zeros to take that piece of art, that image, that video, that song, whatever it is that you're making a token out of to, to mine and put that on the blockchain. And what happens is they all are doing it at once competing to who can do it the fastest. And you pay what's called a gas fee to be able to do that. And the reason why there's an environmental impact is because all those people are doing it at once. The reason why this isn't going to be as big of a debate in even six months from now is they're going to change from proof of sale to proof of stake. So what's going to happen is Ethereum is currently staking and going to become Ethereum 2. So Ethereum is one of the types of crypto coins that you can own we've talked about dogecoin on this podcast so far we've mentioned bitcoin that's the one everyone knows ethereum is kind of the dark horse because that's the one that everybody is getting right now and using because it's tied to the art world um i mean even paris hilton just did an nft drop which is fucking bonkers like yeah that's crazy she should just stay out of the space but (laughs) (laughs) either way you know um it um so, they're changing they're changing to proof of stake. And what, what ends up happening right. is the environmental impact when you switch to proof of stake, it reduces the, the environmental impact by ninety-nine percent right. of what it is now. And then it won't even be 
probably worth debating at that point. Right, right. So proof of it's it's proof of isn't it proof of work or proof of sale? Sure. Say, okay. Yeah, proof of sale. I, it's going to switch to proof of stake. Right, right, right. So pr- what I've heard is it called as proof of work, but I'm sure it's yeah, the same thing. So, yeah. so so proof of work or proof of sale is <clears throat> uh when the cryptocurrency operates by a by miners who tons are tons of miners tons of miners using their computers to solve complex equations that are and, emitting emitting right. stuff into the atmosphere right 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 that that yeah yeah it's i'm just trying to say how explain how it works it's like That's how it in works. order to mint something or to uh mine bitcoin or mine a cryptocurrency the way it's set up for Bitcoin and, you know, I don't you – know, Ethereum and all this other stuff is uh, that the computer has to solve a super complex equation in order to mine a single Bitcoin. Yes. And so the most powerful computer will mine – the, the one that mines it the fastest gets the Bitcoin first. Exactly. And so therefore that causes – that's where the energy com- consumption comes in because yes. you've got these people with these super – I mean like warehouses full yeah. of computers. I mean like seriously acres and acres yeah, and yeah. acres of like uh, GPUs and boxes. Right. Mine it's at crazy. Once. It's and when crazy. it switches to proof of stake, the person right. with so, the biggest stake in the coin gets to mine it. So proof of stake. So that's proof mm-hmm. of work, which is how this whole thing started. And yes. I, uh, what was it I just read that 85% of my crypto mining is in China, which is crazy. I would, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know the exact because number. Because the, the energy is so cheap. That's yeah. what I, I just I, I don't know if that's They're true. But I it. just saw that. Yeah. But anyway, so um, so that's proof of sta- uh, work or proof of sale and proof proof of stake is when you are you're not. I see. I don't. I, I know that proof of stake means that they won't have to do that uh, complex equations in mining, but I'm not sure how it works. It's like you're it's based it under- on based. It's based on the value of. Mm-hmm something rather than solving equations or it's based on the value of of currency or something rather than mining uh, rather than uh, uh, solving these complex equations so proof of stake uh, what what that means is the person that mine that mines it depends oh, right. on how many how many coins that they hold uh, so the people with the biggest stake in that coin uh, essentially would have more mining power Right, rather than mining through the equations, right? Well, they would still have to use equations to mine, but you wouldn't have 80 zillion people all mining at once competing for the same thing. Yeah, because I, I just watched a thing on it. It was saying that proof of stake is like... Uh, <laughs> We've confused the fuck out of people. Uh, I'm, I'm getting confused just talking about so, it. This is like when you trip... And you see all this crazy shit, and it all makes sense, and then you go to talk about it, and it won't. Nothing comes out, and you can't explain it. It's like you see all the mechanisms of the universe, and then you go to explain right. it to someone. Proof and it of just... stake: a person can mine or validate block transactions according to how many coins they hold. Right. Okay. So. So the more coins owned by a miner, the more mining that they can do. Right, and there's these. And it, there's going to cut down. Right. There's these thing. There's like these. Uh, these protocols in place mm-hmm. basically to um, 
to to stop people from basically scamming or doing illegal shit with uh, 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 manipulating the currency or anything like that. It's like it's like they get penalized for doing things by losing. So you're correct. So it, proof of stake also maintains the integrity of the cryptocurrency. Right. So it right. prevents users from printing extra coins that they didn't earn. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, the other thing I, I just saw on a video on some Bloomberg news is this kid who looked like he was like 14 years old, but he was like dressed <laughs> in a suit talking about cryptocurrency to the, the news guy. Oh, you guy. mean a future billionaire? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he was saying that 80, something like 88% of all Bitcoin has already been mined because there's only a certain amount of Bitcoin that will ever be mined. Whereas Doge, one of the things about Dogecoin that a lot of the detractors talk about is that there is not a, a cap on how much can be mined. Right. Um, but, you know, we can't get too far into the weeds with all this shit. I, I, I you know, I, 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 you know, we should, we should say what everybody says on these videos and, and podcasts. We are not financial advisors, so do not take no, our no, advice don't whatsoever. Take my advice. This is like for sure, like if you, it, it, if you have some money, um, to invest and you can afford to lose it and you're going to gamble anyway. Like if right now you have a choice, if you say, Josh, I'm either going to drive to the casino and I'm going to play a slot machine or I'm going to buy some Ethereum. I'm going to tell you, and I'm not a financial advisor, but I would strongly encourage you to buy some Ethereum right? <laughs> because there is a very, I, my prediction would be by the end of 2021, we'll be at $10,000 a coin for Ethereum. It's at 4,000 today. It was at 500 six months ago. And my prediction is by 2023 or 2025, it could get as high as $100,000 a coin. Yeah, that's what so I've, I've heard also. you can also. get in it now, it's not a bad thing. It's not, not a bad but thing. However, you can lose it all too. But it's not financial advice. It's not because it's volatile. It's a volatile yeah, it market. Is. It's crazy. It's like – It's EFI, dude. It it's, gets hacked. People hack it. Uh, if you get to an amount uh, where you have a certain amount of Bitcoin and stuff, they say not to keep it in your crypto wallet. You buy what's called a physical ledger. Right. It's like a little thumb drive that comes to your house that has a seed phrase, and you store all your crypto on it, and you hide that thing. You, yeah. The, I haven't installed it yet. <laughs> yeah, those are those are great to have. Very smart. You're a smart dude. Um, it's yeah, because they because they could hackers can. The danger. None of this is FDIC insured so um yeah are you going to call the government when you get hacked yeah so you, if you lose non-taxable it crypto i saw an article about a guy who lost a million dollars in crypto from hackers and there's nothing he could do about it our former president lost over a million dollars in crypto obama was part of that really hack. yeah when 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 wow. it got hacked uh back in the day supposedly he was one of the people that had a lot of money invested that's insane so so it's not that they're hacking the blockchain because what's great about blockchain technology is that you can't fuck with it because it's distributed over so many computers around the world and encrypted little bits of data and those protocols i mentioned that are in, and here's where it gets even but, but, it, but wait 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 it can get but 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 you can get hacked through the exchanges where you sure where you buy the crypto or trade the crypto that's and where they can there's even a movement of people that are selling physical ledgers on the internet that people that are new are buying that are hacked that are stealing from people's physical ledgers so you got to buy oh, no one way. from a reputable company wow. There, there's. There Those are also is, called cold wallets, right? Or cold yes, storage are. wallets. Yeah. So these are these are all 
These are all risks that come with the gamble of doing it. So people would say, well, why would I do it? Well, I don't know. I, it's, it, if, if you're into it, you're into it. I mean, well, the, the, I would say why I, I can give you a million reasons why to do it for art and we'll get into that. Right. Right. I, I just think, you know, whether you do, I thought it was important to talk about it because on the show, because so many people don't understand it and whether or not you even partake in it, it's important to know about it because I really feel like everything's going to be on the blockchain in the future. Cause, cause it's not just currency. It's like they, they're talking about, you know, there's smart contracts. It's mm-hmm. like this, there's this super transparency with this stuff. Anybody could look up anything on the blockchain. It's That's all what's so great. open. Everyone can see every yeah. transaction. There's no funny business behind the scenes because it's in the public. So it's like, you know, there's, there's no way to, to, uh, do any funny business basically. And that's, what's so great about the the environmental argument is everything in the blockchain is so transparent. It's one of the benefits. It's so much harder to get metrics from other things in comparison. Right. You know, some of the data on that is insane and we can, we can get into it more, but if you look at the amount of waste to the environment that we make, making one, Twitter tweet or uploading one YouTube video or how much YouTube's carbon footprint is for a year. Right. It, it, at some point it starts to feel a bit like selective outreach. Yeah. I mean, it's, I've been watching videos ever since, you know, since a week ago, we talked, we talked about having you on and talking about crypto and, um, and uh, blockchain. And so I've been watching pro and con videos and, my takeaway is that, yes, it's bad. It's bad for the environment. Yes. But the way this one guy put it, who did, kind of like took that study, that that the, 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 the 2018 study, nature, mm-hmm. science, nature, I don't know what the, what the study was. That's the study that's quoted is, this guy was like, it's bad for the environment. It uses a shitload of energy. But if you're going to panic about something that's not the thing to panic about. There's a lot of other shit that's worse that's happening right now. Right. And that's not to excuse it. It and, is not to excuse and everybody, it. And I didn't, and I didn't want to come here to excuse it either. Right. Right. I don't want to, um, I don't want to say that it doesn't have an impact, but I will say Ethereum impacts on, on a grander scale 0.2%. Whereas waste like landfills, wastewater, 3%. Right. Land use change in forestry, forestry, 6%, agriculture, 11%. Uh, all other energy, industrial, commercial, residential, transportation, aviation, 72.9%. Well, you know, the the other argument I, I hear from people too are like, well, if you got, you know, don't complain about crypto, crypto or blockchain or don't complain about crypto if you have kids. Or if you <laughs> have an like, iPhone. I mean, there's so that's this is the other part of the debate, and it's like, yeah, it's become weirdly politicized. I see, I think it's so weird. Everything's politicized now, but it's like it seems like people, from what I've seen, people on the left are like against it, and then people are a little more like libertarian leaning are, are into fit. it. And it's yeah. like, I don't get the political thing other than the environmental aspect of it. I so, just, it just, I just think it's a mistake to put this in political terms because so it's, my, my theory on it is that it's the traditional art world 
that is funding a lot of campaigns against it. And this is why I think that if you look at the environmental impact of an oil painting, the chemicals, the things like that, it's a lot, right? It's, it's arguably maybe more than minting an NFT. If you look at the fact that most fine artists, when they show their stuff in a gallery, you know, they have to give up 50% of their sale. Whereas when you mint an NFT on the blockchain, you may give up 10 to 15% of your sale and then you still own the artwork indefinitely. Right. It's still yours. Right. And then when it gets resold, you automatically get 10% of every resale from then on. There's never been a more artist friendly network ever. And it's freaking record labels out. It's freaking the art world well, out. It's, and it's the banking the system world out. It's you know, freaking the banking system. The ba- out. I mean, that's what I'm, I am seeing way more. I guess the, the, the stuff I'm seeing is more focused on the financial sector. It's right. like, you know, you see uh, a lot of people in the traditional even Bill Maher with he did a thing. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I saw I I know the I gist it. of it. And it's like uh you know, he's got a lot of money in the traditional stock market, I'm sure. I'm sure he's got tons of money and it's like, you know, this is a threat to the way he's making. He's loaded. And he's you know, so it's like you got to kind of consider it's like it's the same with generally I like Bill Maher. I like the show. I like yeah. I like the show and I agree with him a lot. Sometimes I don't, but I yeah. I agree with them probably more more often than not. That doesn't mean you know that doesn't mean I agree with everything. You know you don't have to love everything someone someone says no. to watch their show or like them on certain issues. It's In okay. Fact, you it's shouldn't, okay. right? Yeah, it's like, it, it, you shouldn't crazy yourself someone, with an echo chamber. Someone says one thing that you disagree with, and then it's like they're cut off. It's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Wait, oh, you're frozen. You're frozen. Okay, Josh is frozen, so I'm waiting for him to unfreeze. I'm waiting for him to thaw out. He's just staring at me. Okay, there you go. You're back. Hey, can you hear me? I'm you're back. you're frozen. Sorry. Uh, uh, but anyway, what I was going to say was um, we mentioned Bill Maher and the government shut down this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, what I was saying was. Uh, uh, so he kind of did the same thing with the, the mask issue mm-hmm. during, during the pandemic. It's like, you could tell he was bumming that he wasn't, cause he does, he makes a ton of money and he travels and does stand up shows. It's like part yeah. of his show. He promotes his shows coming up and he was not happy about not being able to travel. And so he kind of was on the anti, like he was more like open things up early. He was not conservative about how to deal with the, the, the pandemic. And it's like, I was like, I kind of was right. like, I see that. I see the bias there because he's the got something, he's got yeah. something to lose by this. This is why he's pissed. Well, and, and that's the thing is when ethics and, and um, when ethics and politics, you know, collide, it, right, it, gets, right. it gets tricky. Right. So I'm just, I'm seeing, I'm seeing kind of that with, with the crypto thing. I was just th- sure. thinking about it. It's like, I could see where it's something he's not, it's, it's doesn't affect it's if anything, it's going to negatively affect his, mm-hmm. his uh, invest, his traditional investments. And this is another uh, thing I heard from somebody talking about the banks because banks are starting to allow you to buy um, certain cryptocurrencies. There's, yeah. I forget which banks it was, but th- it was a big announcement. And, um, you know, someone made the point, I was watching a video. He made the point like, you know, banks are seeing, Hey, 
we're losing, you know, 0.5% of our money coming in to people investing in crypto. Yes. And and we're, we're losing it to Coinbase over here. We're losing another 0.5% to Voyager. We're losing, a, you know, and it's like, it's small amounts, but when you add them all up, it's cutting into their bottom line. So they have no, they they either got to get on board or they, or they have to talk shit about it. Well, and here's the thing with that is one of the, the reasons why Ethereum essentially and, and stuff like that is doing well is because of how transparent it is. Right. What are the big banks doing to offset their carbon emissions versus what are so many NFT artists right now are taking percentage of their sales to offset commissions or, or yeah, carbon emissions. emissions. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, uh, with Ethereum staking, that's going to reduce it by, like I said, it could be like 99%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I it look won't at even it like, be an issue at that point. It when won't. They, when they and get I look it, at it like, like Amazon. Up. When it started, Bezos was in a garage. How would you have ever known that he was going to go from a garage selling like shitty used books to what it is now? I mean, we're at the very beginning of this. Yeah. Whereas the banks have had plenty of time to make these changes, and they haven't. Right. Why? Because they don't need to. Yeah. They're established. So now I look at it like, you know, picture back when the first – caveman or whatever the first person figured out how to make a wheel and he was like dude like i have this thing that we can attach to this thing and wheel these rocks down a hill and it's going to make shit easier a lot of people are probably like, nah man i'm not going to use that like fuck your wheel you know i mean i think the the banks are probably My horse business on. is going to suffer yeah <laughs> <laughs> right so so i think now it's it's kind of like you, if you can't beat them, join them. I mean, it's it's gone too far now. It's it's in the mainstream. When Paris Hilton does an NFT drop, man, it's mainstream. Right, right. You know, the, someday there'll probably yeah. be an Obama like NFT drop. He'll probably like you know like sell his tweets as like crypto art. So we haven't even gotten into NFTs. So we got okay. So we've got you know the crypto thing, the blockchain explained to my limited knowledge. I think, you know, that, that that's about all I know from it. Um, and, and the point I made to you before is like, uh, uh, I think I texted it to you when we were talking about it. It's like, I see it like not saying people should buy into it. And I think keeping pressure on to make it more environmentally sound is kind of a responsibility for everybody, everybody, especially people who are into to cryptocurrency it's like we should be trying to make it more environmentally sound but like you yes. said there are things happening there are environmentally sound uh blockchain projects there are things on the there are projects on the blockchain where that encourage recycling with plastics mm -hmm. in third world countries and you get credit on the technology and it's like you can Easily. see yeah. yeah and it's it's so huge that's the thing that it's so potentially it could be used for so I mean, it could it seems like this is the paradigm changing thing to me. It's so it potentially huge. So I would just encourage people just to try and learn about it and don't judge it from a political perspective. Just keep things be rational about it, because the way I was putting it to you was like, you know, it's kind of like. The horse and, and buggy thing, you know, when cars were invented, it's like you can be against cars because, you know, you don't, you know, you don't like the noise of the engine or you see the smoke coming out and, you know, it's bad for the environment. But whether you stick with, you know, you can stick with the horse and buggy if you want, but it's sure. not going to change anything. 
It's not going to change anything. This is happening. It's coming. So, it's, it's coming. so yeah. you need to, you know, each individual, I, I just don't think that, um, just ignoring it and being against it is going to do anything. It's not going to affect the outcome in any way. It's, right. it's, you know, it's like when I stopped eating meat, I quit in 1987 because I couldn't deal with the animal issue. And I knew that would not make a dent in the, the th- it wouldn't do anything. You know, at the time I was like, right. I'm not going to put my money in and I'm not going to support that, but it didn't make a difference. You you did what was best yeah. for yourself. So, so it's like everybody has to make that decision for themselves. Sure. And it's like, if you feel like this is so bad for the environment after you learn about it, because everyone should learn as much as possible about it. Learn after, both sides. Yeah. Of it. Learn, look at all different sides of it. It's so easy to t- just look at a, watch one YouTube video and be like all angry and pissed against it or watch one YouTube video and think like, you know, to the moon and <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's, I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. It's like, yeah. you got to just, it's the thing is, it's just such a big thing that's coming. It's already happening that people need to educate themselves. And there's about a good it. philosophical overarching message, which is we create our reality. We are now changing finance, right? We are that's changing. The weird, that's the weird thing about Dogecoin is like, yeah, I, cause, cause I, Amazing. I started yeah. watching Dogecoin. It's like, some of these people are kind of crazy, like QAnon yeah. people. And it's like, yeah. I'm still enjoying the show because it's yeah. not Q, it's not uh, QAnon in the, in the in the sense that it's, it feels more healthy than QAnon. <laughs> you it, know it what is. I mean? Because it's like, they're like looking at Elon Musk tweets and like, <laughs> if you put this playlist in this order, the l- first letter of each thing means that blah, blah. I mean, they're, God, they're looking you know, at it like in this. Conspiracy theorists always come and fucking see <laughs> in the water. I it's, hate, it's, dude, I, it's, I could do a whole podcast on <laughs> how much I hate fucking conspiracy theorists. I mean, we've talked about yeah, that a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, you know my disdain for it. Yes, when yes. someone starts using the word buzzwords with me, like they, they right. want to do this. They, right. Who the fuck is they? Yeah, dude? yeah. It's like, if you can't are define, they. <laughs> yeah, who we are, are they? they? Be quiet. I hate conspiracy theorists. Yeah, it's, uh, it's annoying. But, 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 but the thing is, though, so, they're kind of like that. They're kind of conspiratorial in that way, not in a way that, like, you know, we have to go storm the Capitol and, you know, use violence to get our liberty back. It's like, you know, they're just into this coin, this this coin that was, you know, it started as a joke. It got so much support and has such a big community that it the value went way up. And um, these I mean, people anyone are, could do that, by the way. I know, I know. We it's, could make our own coin. Like, <laughs> we could mint, we could get off of this podcast, Go. mint this podcast, sell it as an NFT, and then we could mint our own coin on the blockchain and award people five or ten of the coins that bought this episode of the podcast. Right, right. Which is fun. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But the thing We're that creating the, a new the, reality. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I see that the, this Do- Doge community is huge. Yeah. And they're so into Doge. It's crazy. But I've, it, so it's like I said, I've got, you know, what can I possibly make off of my small Doge investment? It's like, you know, a couple hundred bucks, maybe. It's like, it's <laughs> never going to be life changing money. But for some reason, I'm so into watching the whole thing because it's, cool, it's fun. It's like watching a documentary. It's, it's fun. Cool it's like, a, it's like a game. And so, it's, but the yeah. thing that tripped me out was, you know, it gets into that all the the magic and visualization stuff is when you've yes. got a large amount of people that believe in something. Yes, it's like they're kind of 
it's, you know, whether you look at it in the woo-woo terms or just in like, you know, practical terms, they are raising the value of this thing because they're into it. And And, so it's like... And I believe in, I believe in energy. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, and and, you know, I'm not as deep into into magic as you, but I do definitely believe that you can, uh, you can, you can't create your reality in the sense that I can't make a cat appear on my shoulder right now. Um, but, but you can definitely direct your energy and have things happen. And like you said, when that many people are focused on something, reality starts to shift and, oh man, wait till you get down the rabbit hole of, of reading about the metaverse. It's crazy. There's a whole other digital universe being built right now. There's property being sold in it. I actually looked the other day where I live, my house, someone's already bought it in the metaverse. There's there's second earth. There's things like that that are happening on the internet and virtual reality that are just oh, wow. next level. Some I mean, deep that, shit. Th- that's like a whole, <laughs> a whole other can of worms. That <laughs> this I'm is into. what we talk about next time I'm in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Next time we would have we would have probably done uh, an art and a music show in the virtual reality world or in the metaverse. Oh, I'm I'm and so into VR too. It's like yeah. anyway, that's a whole other topic. But <laughs> didn't the, I did I get you into VR? Uh, you might. It was. I, you. I know I bothered you a lot about it. It was. I think it was you. <laughs> and one other person kept bugging me about it, and I was Maybe like, "Maybe Meats Bear." No, it wasn't Meats. He's a big VR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember it was like it was coming at me from a couple different places, and I was yeah. already kind of interested. So I was like, "Oh fuck it, okay, I'm gonna do it." I'm, it's so funny. Yeah, I just remember going, "I don't know, Lisa." so expensive it's like 300 bucks i don't know if i should do it and then i got it and i was like whoa i can't believe this it's amazing it's like tripping kind of oh it is it's it's again that's another amazing thing that's happening but that's a different subject i don't want to get too far off track so let's talk about the nft thing because that's where a lot of people have uh started their hate of yeah blockchain technology and it was from the 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 right the, so uh, my NFT is, thing, but just explain theory, what it even is, because I know people sure. still don't know what what an NFT is really. They my don't theory is that it. a lot of the a lot of the hate is rooted from the traditional art world um, and people that are going to lose a lot of money real soon. Um, but what it is is an NFT is a non fungible token, and what that means is essentially you take your art piece, be it you know digital painting, uh, you know uh, physical painting, wh- whatever you want to do. You can actually even give away physical items. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you mint it on the blockchain and you create this token. Now this token exists now, and if someone owns this token, it's like a certificate of, of authenticity, yeah. a digital certificate, and they own this. It basically says this is the thing. This in digital is the space. In the know. digital space. And they can sell this to another collector, which is what a lot of people do. They buy them and flip them. There's people that make a lot of I money know. just collecting right. and flipping these. Um, and some people will display them in digital um, picture frames in their house, you know, like a cool digital art gallery where you walk through and there's animations everywhere yeah, instead yeah. of just still 2D art, which is, my, which is really my cool. My goddamn idea from yeah, 20 years Chet ago. Chad had this idea a long time ago. I can <laughs> confirm it. He, he had looked into it. Um, so, so what ends up happening is you, you mint your art and then you list it right on an NFT site. Now there's several, the only ones currently that, that are probably worth looking into that are, that you don't have to be selected for are probably OpenSea and Rarible. 
Those are the two main ones where a lot of people sell. Now, people argue and say there's more, but those are the two main ones. Um, and then you get into your curated sites like Foundation. The only way you can get on Foundation is, is if someone invites you. Um, but then you get into your really highly curated sites. And these are the ones that you have to be selected. These are uh, Known Origin, Maker's Place, Nifty Gateway, and Super Rare, ones like that. Hmm. Um, that's like – so Paris Hilton did her drop on Nifty Gateway. Oh, good people for her. Did his, people did his <laughs> drop on Nifty Gateway. Um, I recently, uh, two days ago, actually uh, was uh, offered to be on Known Origin. I'm wow. on there now. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. doing my uh, I'm I I I'm not I should I guess I should pro- promote it. I'm going to be doing a Genesis drop on known no, no origin soon. I have some animations. Chet's seen some work in progress oh, yeah. shots of cool. Yeah, you know. um, cool so I'm going to be releasing some art in there soon, and I'm on Foundation as well. Um, so what you but, do is you get you get on one of these sites, you mint you mint your NFT, and you sell it. Some are auction based, where someone will put an initial bid in, and then in twenty, and then there's twenty four hours of other collectors bidding. And then what ends up happening is when you sell the art, you transfer with your crypto wallet that token that you minted, that little token that you created out of thin air, goes to their wallet, and then it's theirs. And then the only way to get rid of that token, it exists forever, is to burn it. And to burn it, you have, it's similar to minting. You have to pay fees and someone has to oh, burn it. Oh, I didn't it. realize that. You can burn it. Yeah, you can delete it. Yeah, that's the one thing about the blockchain is that everything is it's on there forever. The, so the thing about uh, uh, the, the other interesting – the cool thing about NFTs, like take away the environmental thing. We know that's an issue. We're talking about the technology itself. An the, issue that's being fixed. Right. An issue it is in the process of being fixed. It might be what they're saying, Ethereum – might be two years maybe i mean they're it's like anyway beside the point what's cool about um uh, nfts is that finally digital artists have a way to sell their work which is really cool and i mean that's one of the the weird things about digital artwork that's always kept it from being considered legitimate is just not being able to really sell it in that way and yeah, this, is so cool. this is a it's way. This is a way. So good for digital artists. But, like, but there's so much potential. It's like it's like the wild west. You could do anything now. Anything. You can have little looping videos. Mm-hmm. You can have songs. You can have videos with music. You can have files that are that are uh, connected to to it, like like uh, uh, related f- movies, little short clips. Like if you had a song. You could have yeah. the song and the and a clip of the video and the song, and then yep. it, within embedded in it, you can have, you know, behind the scenes of making the the song. Or it's amazing. It, it's, you could have the files so to the song. You know, yeah. it's like there's so much cool shit you can do. It's, it's really amazing. kind of amazing. Now, the thing that I think a lot of people have an issue with is like, oh, it doesn't. It's not real. It doesn't mean anything. But it's like, what? How is collecting artwork? any more real how is collecting anything any more real people like a certain beanie babies or chet's mm-hmm. art or with their arms to the sun music it's like the only reason any of it has value is because people like it and want it we it's not like it's we a, determine the value yeah it's not like it has inherent value any art yeah. really Th- that's why this movement is happening it's proving essentially like i said the overarching philosophical takeaway 
is that we create our own reality. Right. This is yeah, the paradigm. Yeah, it shit. R- really is. That is kind of like an underlying, th- you know, cosmic theme of it. If you think about yeah. it like that, it's absolutely. It's, which is, if you think about it, digital art in itself, it's made up of a bunch of pixels. Mm-hmm. Pixels are light. They're energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Made up of millions of little pixels of energy, and it's pretty magical when you think of it that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a trip and the potential is so huge and it's you know uh it's really <clears throat> but but I want to say too because I know a lot of your listeners are they're analog artists. That that's not to discount that. It's an amazing opportunity for that as well. If you do oil paintings and you want to mint them as NFTs, you could you could also give away the physical to the collector that buys it, and they would be in charge of then transferring that if they so choose with the, the non-fungible token. Or you can just do a digital version of it that you sell, and you keep the physical. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot of options. You can do anything, really. Anything. You can do it anything. Is, which it is, is the most artist-friendly thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. like in the sense that you you really we are so close to moving away from people i believe needing galleries and needing record labels and stuff we were already headed that way but man i mean what a cool space and of course eventually it could get fucked up when the right people get involved that half money could come in and, and find a way to be middlemen again but right. right now it's this beautiful open free thing where anybody can step into the space and and create wealth. I have a friend in Argentina, uh, unknown VFX artist that made one hundred twenty thousand dollars in the last month selling NFTs. Wow! He's a dude doing it from his one bedroom apartment. He was poor prior to this. Yeah, this is this is one Amazing. of the. Thi- this is what I wanted to bring up too. Um, it one thing that really has bummed me out about the. Um, people being so against nfts you know i originally i I was like i i commented you know this is the fidget spinner of the art world (laughs) do you know how many friends that we both have that are digital artists that sent me a screenshot of that they were like what the fuck dude talk to chet and i was like he'll he'll come around yeah yeah i i didn't i didn't even understand what it was i just was being a dick i was being a dick that day it's funny though but but um and and i've since kind of come said like you know and i called this the the uh fidget spinner of the art world but i was wrong this is definitely huge and different and anyway um <laughs> so um if in a year it doesn't exist anymore we can revisit this and laugh at it right right i don't <laughs> that's the thing is it's it's not, i know it's not I, I i just don't i don't see i just i you know i have a it, you know, it shouldn't mean anything to anybody, but but I have like a feeling about it. I have a feeling, like a weird feel, like intuitive feeling that this is this is not going away, and it's gonna be, it's gonna kind of change everything. Um, and it's gonna be funny when my grandkids are like, you "Used uh, money and like, fuck is that?" No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if it'll fully phase out the US dollar. And I don't know that that's a good thing either. I, I'm not yeah. an economist. Yeah. But I know yeah, in the right. art world, you know, if if my great grandkids come to me and they're like, yeah, our new album's coming out and we're minting it on Mars, mm. I won't be surprised. Okay. This is what I was going to say. I almost forgot. The thing that bummed me out about, you know, I've seen people like, oh, I posted an NFT. And then people are just like, you know, Oh, oh, so you're okay with destroying the world? You know, you're just like <laughs> going just 
being, you know, judgmental assholes. And this is the um, internet. Yeah, and I just I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I, that's the thing about politics on either side that I just cannot stand is the kind is the hubris. It's like uh, it it drives me up the wall. Just the attitude of just that that being so right about everything. I just fucking makes me not want to be involved in politics. It's a hilarious one. It's like but wait, you know, let me let me ahead. finish or else I'm going to I'm going to forget. I think this is a good important point. Uh, I'll forget it. Um the thing that bothered me about that is that okay, artists are <laughs> artists are the most fucked over people on the planet <laughs> generally as far as like regular, you know, yeah. society. Artists get the shit end of the stick pretty much every time look down on it yeah and not get they don't get paid they do it because they love it they're you know struggling and then there's finally an opportunity for some of these people that just have are broke to make some money and you're gonna fucking shit on them about that i know you know it's so wrong it's so so wrong. wrong you're gonna you're gonna shit on some guy to finally get a chance to not die in poverty dude if i had a dollar it's like, just if, not If I had cool. a dollar for every time I told someone I'm an artist or a musician and they say, oh, cool. So what do you do for a job? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It no. imply that you're just I mean, shit. yeah, not even on that on that level, but even on just a financial level. It's like, oh, artists... and exposure bucks, dude. I have enough exposure bucks to, to build like 20 exposure mansions right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> like when someone hits me up and says, hey, man, will you animate this thing for my music video? I'm like, yeah, it'll cost this much. Oh, well, I was thinking you just do it and I give you a shot i'm like no i'm good on exposure bucks they actually don't accept that for my kids school clothes like i can't spend your exposure bucks to like feed my kids right like so you know point being is that you know it's just i i hate to see that i hate to see that it's like oh artists are, are getting this crazy opportunity to finally make some money off of all their hard work they may have been they may be have been working for 20 years at a, at the poverty level not making shit and then you're gonna come come along and and uh, be an asshole to them. So, uh, you know, again, we get the environmental aspect of it. It's everybody's concerned about it that I know of. It's important. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be dealt with and taken care of. A lot of the problems are supposed to be uh, being fixed. So, yeah, I get it that you don't like it, but. And, and I, would, these I wouldn't justify give... the, that on here either. I would never say, oh, you know, let's just deal with the impact. No, let's work on it and make it a better system. Right. right. I agree. That's but the, let's it's, not, it's let's coming. not discount that all these other douchebags that have been destroying the environment for years have had the opportunity to do that and haven't. At least the people involved in this technology immediately addressed it and said, no, we're going to we're going to stake Ethereum. We're going to do this. Right, we're going right. to do that. And, and and an artist, they're like, no, you know, I'm going to sell on it still, but I'm going to donate this percentage to to right. offset yeah. some of the carbon yeah. That's emissions. some of the yeah. I know some people that are doing that, which is cool. Yeah. So it's just the, you know, it's not a black and white issue. It's not a black and white issue. People need to educate themselves about it because I was you know I was thinking that the people who listen to this podcast need to at least understand what's going on because so yeah. many people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, you know, at the, uh, at the very best, it may be an opportunity for someone. If you've got, you know, maybe you, 
you know, you, you're, you're an artist and you're broke and you've got, uh, an extra, you know, a little bit of money you don't know what to do with, which is probably doubtful if you're an artist, but yeah. you know, it's, 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 a, it's an, it's a potential opportunity. So people should learn about it and understand it and just try and look at it objectively. Um, uh, before writing it off because of uh, of and, a YouTube and, video you and saw. And minting artwork can be pretty expensive to the artist listening to this. Right. So my suggestion would be dip your toe in the water. Try something like OpenSea. I believe OpenSea is like 50 bucks and you can mint unlimited stuff versus, you know, $200 to mint one piece of artwork on foundation. Like do dip your toes in the water and just try it. I mean, you might you might end up liking it you might end up uh, selling art on there it could be uh just a, a nice side hustle to add to your income but you know like you said i'm all about people that have been living in poverty finding a way to come up i mean and i have legit stories of friends of mine that are that are successful crypto artists that well, are making thousands and thousands of dollars that were at poverty level and this, and, and this is ago. yeah yeah and this is not even just limited to artists this is people who have invested in cryptocurrencies all there's there's a lot of people that are you know, suddenly have money from yep. that got in early. There's that the Doge millionaire, <laughs> weirdo, weirdo <laughs> that guy. That guy's hilarious. He's, he, he's uh, he was up to three million dollars. He invested yeah. how much? He invested uh, like I think he bought like a million Doge coins or something. Yeah, but it wasn't like a it was a it wasn't a huge amount of money. It was that I mean, was kind of dumb. It was like oh, his it was, whole life it was insane. Like it was insane. I, I, I don't do that. That would be. I would never do that. The part of the reason I'm able to kind of watch this whole thing and enjoy it is because I don't have very much invested. Right. So it's like, even if I lost it all, I wouldn't care. Cause it's, it's not, you know, it's just yeah. an entertainment value. It's been worth yeah. <laughs> what I put into it so far. It's like a real life documentary. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's actually kind of fun, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about just the, the, the the uh technology itself because to me that's like the at the core of the issue it's coming it's oh oh i know what i want to talk about cardano and the do you know about the africa project yes this is fucking you know huge cardano is a uh a crypto currency that um is partnering with africa it could very well become Africa's new currency down the well, line. Not, Cardano, not, it trades as ADA on Coinbase. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, trading it, on there. People in – I didn't realize this. People in Africa, the, the mass majority of people in Africa don't have access to banking. They don't have cell service and they don't have internet service. Like I, I always wondered why I, – I, I get orders from all over the world. I, I've gotten them from everywhere. But never Africa. Never Africa. And, Same. Uh, That's and, funny. And it's yeah, like I, I always wondered that. why don't I've never shipped any woods. Like, and I always that. look at like my stats on, on you know on where yeah. people are searching Dark Art Society or my name on Instagram. It's never Africa. It's like the one place it's not. And it's like because they don't have fucking in access to internet even. So you know Cardano. I don't. It's called the Africa Project. If you search Cardano Africa Project. I don't understand how it works, but the idea is they're going to give um, uh, um, banking and internet and cell phone service. They don't even have cell phone service. 
That's crazy, dude. So, so we're so lucky uh, to be. Uh, oh yeah, part. tell me about it. Like but, people but, do not have enough gratitude, man. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. But imagine giving all of the <laughs> the continent of Africa oh. cell phone service for the first wow. time and internet for the first time and banking, like uh, the the the. the talk i was listening to this guy was saying that you know it's things are there's no infrastructure for for banking so there's no way for any it's completely corrupt because there's no infrastructure there and so with with a uh, blockchain technology you don't need an in, an infrastructure being built in order to do banking it's like direct you can you can receive money and you could send yep. money and you don't need a bank and infrastructure and you know and people... cardano's another one that's trending up I right mean it, you know again not financial advisors here but if yep. you were going to invest in some crypto uh you might want to snag some cardano coins hang on to them see what happens not financial advice though no but no. okay the other thing that, uh, i wanted to say too uh, is um, there are also cryptocurrencies that are that don't have the environmental impact. I think, like pe- some people, there's even NFT sites where they only use. I think it's te- Tezos or something or Tezos. Yeah. Apparently, that one is like environmentally friendly, and there's certain NFT sites that only deal with environmentally friendly cryptos. From what my understanding. So, um, yeah, Tezos is one of them. Um, but where's the, I need to pull it up. Cause I was looking that up yesterday. There's, there's another one that, that seems to be, okay. So Tron, um, Tron is one. Oh, ripple, which is interesting because ripple, uh, I, I had invested in ripple, which is XRP. Um, but they got sued and they, right. they dumped from like 10 bucks a coin to being completely pulled off of Coinbase. Right. Cardano is another one that's environmentally friendly. And then uh, XFIN Network is another one. Mm. Those are some of the ones that okay. were that were more green. Yeah. Uh, so there there is even that, you know. Well, so that – OK. So that brings up a pretty good point uh, hearkening back to the environmental impact. So if someone said to, to us after hearing this podcast – well, so what? So Ethereum stakes and they reduce their environmental impact. What about Bitcoin? What about this? What about that? Well, guess what? When things change, other things have to adapt too or they become irrelevant. Right. So obviously all these other blockchains will have to keep up because we don't realize as consumers how much power we have. A good example is I remember when my kids were little, I only bought organic food and everybody made fun of me. They're like, you fucking hipster. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I just I'm I'm I, I'd rather just know that it that it was like grown the right way and there wasn't garbage like chemicals put on it. And a lot of other people thought that way. And now there's organic food sections in every grocery store. And that's just been in right. like the last 10 years. I mean, as consumers, we have the power of influence. Yeah. And. If we continue to invest in things that bring artists out of poverty, guess what? All of a sudden, artists are relevant and make good money, and you don't yeah, have and to have see a say in the these... have a say yeah. in, in the consumer, uh, more of a say in, in what gets exactly. prioritized. Yeah, and and come on, man, the tortured artisting in general is is tired. It's done. We got to yeah, let that stuff yeah. go. That's that's like, part of the old paradigm. I, I think yeah, that should be part of the shit. old paradigm. Yeah, the new paradigm should be artists being able to be like mentally happy. 
you can still make dark art and be happy. Yeah. You're just exploring your shadow, dude. Yeah. You're exploring the darkness. You're exploring. We all have it. We're exploring that part. It's liberating still to make dark art. Oh, yeah. It's not going to change. Like, they'll always be great dark artists, but you don't have to be a dark artist because you're living on slave wages. Right. And you want yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a, a myth. That whole thing is yeah. a myth. I think it is. It's a total myth. I just, here, here's, uh, 13 prominent blockchain applications to know secure sharing of medical data, mm-hmm. NFT marketplaces, music royalty tracking. Yeah. That's cross border payments, real time LOT operating systems, whatever that is, personal identity, security, anti money mm-hmm. laundering, tracking systems, supply chain and logistics monitoring, voting mechanisms, advertising rights, original content creation, cryptocurrency exchange, real estate uh, processing platform. And again, not financial advice, but if you're new to this finance thing, like a lot of artists are, a lot of artists never even think about retirement, things like that, and you are opening up you know, an account on something like Robinhood or trading stocks, look into companies that are developing technology for this because right. they might be smart ones to invest in. Again, not a financial advisor, but artificial intelligence is rising. Things like that are going up. Um, as this stuff develops, there's going to be big companies that come on the heels of it. You know, Amazon's at probably 3000 bucks a share. I mean, who's going to be the next Amazon? Try to think of where the puck is going to be, not where it is. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I, before I in, invested money, is, is I heard someone say, uh, what was it? It was like poor people work for their money and rich people earn money from their money. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's that's a, a different way of looking at things. It's like, you know, you ever read, read a rich dad poor dad? No, but that this guy that said that was talking about that book. So, so there's a YouTube channel that takes uh, these these books that are like 500 pages long and crams it into like a five minute video where they just give you the whole synopsis of it. Oh wow! It's like micro dosing books, <laughs> and I would highly suggest looking into this. It's a new trend. You're going to see. I, I believe you're going to see more of it. It's like Cliff but, Notes. Cliff yeah, Notes. Yeah. On but, video. Yeah, look on YouTube, but you can micro dose that book. Uh, rich dad, poor dad, and get the gist of it, and just that little five minute microdose, and it's it's great because it's essentially that. It's that wealthy people. It's not that they're stingy. It's that they tend to make money with their money right. and save and invest and right. take risks. Take risks. You have to take some risks. Yeah, in life. yeah. But you know, it's like you can do that, or you can work your ass off the rest of your life. And I just, you know, I, I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I can't. I can't keep doing it. I can't keep working this hard. I just can't. Yeah. I can't physically do it. So I'm trying well, you, to. You keep a crazy schedule too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's all I do is work, and but that is not healthy. And it's like I'm really trying to give myself time. Uh, and you know, you can, you know, hate the capitalist system. You know, I've there's I've got major problems with the capitalist system, but it's like <laughs> this is the. This is the world we live in, so you gotta deal with it. You gotta, you, you gotta take care of yourself. You know, it's like you can put all your energy into trying to change this thing that you know it ain't going anywhere anytime soon. The whole world is basically running this way, or yeah. you can put the energy into okay, how can I work this for myself? 
you know, the best well, you, the best I can with balancing my ethical concerns because there is a balance because there's nothing there is nothing that doesn't have some kind of negative side effect to it. Nothing. Everything. Everything uh everything. You can't get away from like using resources in some way. You know, you can you can do a certain amount but you can't do it all. There's always going to be something you could do better. There's always going to be, it's just, there's no way to do it. So it's like, you know, uh, it's, it's a balance. It's a balance basically, you know, another, it's just like an, another but, thing I was going to say that, to add to that. And it's, it's loosely related, but w- there's never been a time in history. I mean, crypto is part of this, you know, virtual reality is part of this, the metaverse, but there's never been a time in history where we have so much access to so much knowledge right. and so much information that I would encourage you listening to this to not fall into the victim mindset of, well, you know, I was born poor or this happened or that happened or I had a tough life. You don't understand. It's the world. It's not me. I'm a victim. Right. Now is the time to, to drop that victim mindset because there's never been so much free information. Pick what you want to do. Put your energy into it. Keep your head down and just work and grind and go and go and go. Get 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 hours in and doors will open. There's never been an easier time to do that ever, Yeah. ever in history. Like I remember, dude, when I started learning to record bands, if I could have skipped paying 30 grand to learn to record at a shitty Everything is school, free on YouTube It's now. all on YouTube. It's crazy. There's 14-year-olds that produce better than me that it's, learn from a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. Like just – Take advantage of this technology, guys. We are in this new tech renaissance, and it, it is a absolute spiritual, technological paradigm energy shift. Um, and if you don't partake in it, you know, I, I feel like it's it's you're wasting your time. You really, you really should should partake in it. Not yeah. not even just the crypto stuff. But just technology, embrace it. it. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, right. I mean, a lot of these jobs and stuff that people used to do are getting automated away. I mean, you got these guys like Andrew Yang in politics coming out and talking about, you know, AI taking over and the fact that people that are truckers won't even have a job in 10 years. This isn't just conspiracy theory, guys. There's like legit stuff going on in technology that's going to automate away a lot of skills. So right now, creativity is important. The creative mind is is valuable. Yeah, that's true. Maybe for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I I mean, it's it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about you know living in these these times is it's so it's so chaotic. It's so chaotic. you don't. it's like you don't know what's going to happen day to day and you know people tend to want to hang on to traditions and things they're comfortable with to make them feel better but you know i would um counter that with you know the only thing to hold on to now is to not hold on to anything because there's nothing because you can't i and you know i agree learn everything go go with all that stuff Definitely. That's a huge part of it. But at the same time, don't get, um, don't get hooked on an ideology, you know, don't get hooked on anything. It's like, be, I, I look at it like, like, like tripping, (laughs) 
<laughs> like when you're yeah. going to have a bad trip, the only way to not have the bad trip is to let go and just let go and uh, <clears throat> embrace it, embrace the chaos, embrace the fear, just let go. And then it becomes, then it turns into a good trip. And um, that's the only way to fight it. The only way to fight it is to stop fighting it. And it's kind of like, I kind of feel like this is the same with the way things are right now. There's so much chaos. There's no way you're ever going to be on top of everything and have this nice, tidy, you know, place to exist that's comfortable, that you could hold on to with these old, you know, set of ideas. It's like it's changing, constantly changing. So the only the only thing you can I think the best way to approach that environment is to be flexible. Yes. To be flexible and take a Zen approach to life. And now more than ever, the kind of Zen mindset is is the most functional in the way things are right now. Since you can't hold on to anything, the only thing to do is be supple and limber and uh, flexible to know and to kind of like surf this insanity, this wave of insanity, try and surf it. How did you get that? Rather than hitting the... The wave, stop wave, you know, fighting yeah, the wave. Yeah. No. What'd you say? Yeah, don't don't resist the water. Just go with it. Yeah. Just flow with it. It's true. Especially. How did yeah. you get there though? What what got you there? Is it age? Is it is it uh multiple failures leading to realizing these truths? Because I, I think what you just stated is a, a a fundamental truth that very few people around me seem to understand. J- just being able to let go, go with the flow of the universe, go with the flow of life. Yeah. Uh, except I'm, change is going to come. You have no control over it. Right. I mean, this is, you know, I'm not saying I'm an expert at it. It's like, I, I, I'm struggling as much as anybody, but that's kind of like my, um, you put energy into it. Though. Yeah. Well, it's my, it's, it's a principle I try and live by. It's just kind yeah. of go, go with it. And it's like, you know, a lot of these ideas are, are from when I start first started learning about Zen. And I mean, Alan Watts is, I can think of an Alan Watts talk where he kind of talks a similar thing about just, you know, if there's one thing you could do is, is don't make these firm plans that you must stick to just try and be flexible so that you're able to navigate, you know, and he's talking about this shit in the fifties and sixties. He was, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So such a, such a cool thing though, that you have this platform where you can kind of vibrate some of that stuff out into the universe. Because I think when you talk to people that are on a similar frequency to you, you forget oftentimes that other people aren't and they need to hear this stuff. Like there's, there could be people listening that have never thought of life that way that have always thought, I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's my hope for sure. I mean, I, I, um, I, I think if you, I think the only thing, the best thing you can do is to be honest and to be yourself. And if that comes from it, that's icing on the cake. Sure. Cause it's like, if you try too hard to be that thing, then <laughs> that like makes it not, uh, it's kind of becomes disingenuous when you're out, you know, right. when you're out to save the world. And it's like, this is, I mean, I was like this early on, I wanted to save the world and everything. And then I got older and I was like, Oh, I just, you know, I wanted to save myself is what it was. I wanted to yeah. save myself. And I was like, ac- I, w- I was externalizing that onto the world. And if I could save the world, 
it's like, no, no, you had to save yourself first. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, so it's like, you got to kind of, how can you take care of anything or anybody if you're all fucked up? You can't, yeah. you have to start there. It sounds selfish, but you have to have a functioning, uh, personality or, or in it, the world, you know what I mean? Is it out of place for me on the podcast too, to mention, um, therapy to people and how important that is oh, yeah. it, like it was so we, we're talking big... from this space that sounds may, maybe more spiritual or woo woo to people but a more tangible thing is if you have health insurance see a therapist i think everybody should see a therapist i don't Everyone. care if you're crazy or not <laughs> it's like yeah. i was crazy enough to where i had to go see one in the 90s and it was a I... life-changing thing for me and it's like well i remember being in therapy going how could you know Everyone should do this because yeah. it's just like a, 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 you know, I hate to use the term safe space, but it's like, it's a, it safe, a safe space, space to where you can talk and not, you know, be judged or whatever. And it's like, it helps you to sort your shit out. It's, Dude, it three, was three different times in my life for about a year each time, uh, weekly, I, I've gone to see somebody during three major life transitions and milestones where major things happen, maybe people died, things like that, where I had massive anxiety and trauma and depression and stuff that I could not uh, come to terms with. And I will say that like therapy, it's just, it'll save your life. I mean, it'll, it'll not just save your life. It'll change it for the better. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's got to get a good taboo. therapist though. That's a trick. Yeah, you do. You got to find someone that clicks with you, but yeah. it's this taboo thing that like, especially men, we, we come from this fucking masculine bullshit culture where people idolize being tough, you know, and, yeah. and kicking ass. And that's cool, man. Sometimes you got to be tough, but the reality is sometimes you got to feel and be vulnerable too. Yeah. Um, and going to therapy as a man can help you with that. It can help you oh, overcome totally. some of that toxic masculine bullshit that gets imprinted on us, you know? Um, yeah, hundred percent. And, I, and I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like white knighting, you know what I mean? Like I know that, um, I mean, I mean, I did jujitsu, I did things like that. I've done very masculine things. You know that <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. eat meat. Right. Um, but, but the thing, the thing with that is though, um, it's just really important to let go of a lot of that stuff. The older you get, the more you realize how it doesn't serve you. <laughs> Well, it's not, you know, I, I even think putting it into uh, those kind of terms, masculine or, you know, feminine are even like, it's, it's beyond insult. that. It's, it's, yeah it's an ego thing. It's it like, is. even when you're, you know, you, you could be, you could be like the toughest macho guy in the world and be like, you know, putting on this front or you could be the weak person Oh, I'm weak. I'm scared of everything. I can't do anything. I can't. That's an ego trip. They're both yeah. the same ego trip. They're both the same. It's yeah. like, it's not who you really are. It's an act. It's a front that you, you know, you believe in because of conditioning. So it's like, and that's, it's a, what's great. That's another thing that's great about therapy. Is, yeah, um, yeah. It forces you to acknowledge those, um, those routines and those things that you do. Like one of the things I used to do is when my kids would fall, I'd be like, you're fine. Get up. You know, you're, right. you're not bleeding. You know, and I'm like, man, where did that come from? Well, you know, it came from being raised in, you know, an environment where, you know, nobody's going to pick you up. Nobody's going to tell you right. it's okay to cry. But that's not good. That's not good for kids. Right. The reality is, yeah, get up, you know, like you're okay. But talk to people about it. How did, how do you feel? Like, did that hurt? Like, I'm sorry. 
That right. shit sucked. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to make. I'm trying to make uh, choices that maybe people didn't have the information. Like I said, we right. live in this time where there's all this information on how to do better and be better. We should try to embrace some of that and be better people. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, and my parents did the best they could. You know, but they they were working with probably a lot less information than I am. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think back. You know, you know, it, it was even worse in the seventies, man. <laughs> I'm was, sure it was and, great, but it was. And I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot during the pandemic because I've homeschooled my children by myself this whole time, and that is not something I I signed up for when yeah, I had kids. That's not I was something like, I would wish on anybody. <laughs> no, fuck no. And if somebody had told me when I was having kids, someday you're going to homeschool them, I would have laughed because I am so not the guy that should be homeschooling children. <laughs> but here I am, day in and day out. It's been 14 months, man, and my kid's home. You wow, know? amazing. Um, and yeah, you learn a lot, man. You learn a lot about yourself and your your routines, and you look at the way your kids act in school, and you're like, oh, now I get why I was that way. A yeah, lot, a lot oh, yeah. of wisdom later, right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and a lot of it, it, it takes seeing it in children, even as a yeah. grandparent now. Oh, I bet. It's like I'm I learning more, even still learning more about the human condition by watching these little kids and the way yeah. they interact. I want to ask you, uh, cause we're, we, we're about to, we got to wrap it up here cause we've been over, uh, sure. an hour and a half. We're like hour 40 minutes, but I asked, um, Gabe Leonard to, uh, uh cause he, he's been, uh, we've been, um, crypto buddies, I guess you could say, you know, like yeah. watching this whole thing and learning about it and kind of like talking about it amongst ourselves through, through text. And I said, what, what kind of, do you have any questions you'd want to ask Josh? Cause oh. I told him you were the guy that first got me uh, interested and advised me. And he Gabe said, loves to mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to mess with everybody. I love he, Gabe though. Gabe has achieved a lot of things um, that, 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 people don't realize that are near impossible. So going back to even jujitsu, like, Oh yeah. Well, that's, this is one of the questions. <laughs> I didn't make it very far and he's a black belt. Yeah. Yeah. No, Gabe is, you know, when he sets his mind on something, he does it, but it, yeah. he said, uh, he said, okay, his question was, cause I said, what, what, uh, <laughs> oh, what was it? It was two. One was kind of a joke and one wasn't, he said something. Oh man, now I got to find it. Damn it. Let me see. I got all these texts of his smart ass comments. I got to dig through. Yeah. That sounds like Gabe Leonard. Oh, God. He's probably uh, like, ask Josh when he's going to come to Pasadena so I can one, choke him. One of them was, ask how he's doing. He's asked how he's doing with his jujitsu. Ha, ha, ha. But the other, the other one, I'll paraphrase it was, what is your, <laughs> what is your, <laughs> what is your exit strategy? That's what he was his serious question when it comes crypto? To, to crypto, or you know, exit strategy slash long term strategy. So to to address the jujitsu question, um, <laughs> I stopped going to a full time academy three years ago. I don't compete anymore or do any of that. Um, occasionally I train with some friends that are much higher belts than me, similar to Gabe that beat me up. <laughs> um, I've never had a moment in jujitsu with even doing it a few years where I felt like I was good. Um, I've been choked by several hundred pounds. I've been choked girls. by the best of them. 
I've been choked by like 110 pound girls. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, it's impossible to get good at jujitsu, uh, quickly. It's something that everybody that does it fucking sucks at. There's guys that come in that are bodybuilders that look like they could pop your head like a grape, but they don't know the tricks. They don't know the the technique. And then they get on the mats and, and you, you, you know, 120 pound girls choke them. Right. I was having this argument, uh, the other day with uh, because he 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 uh, is one of those guys that thinks that he can beat up you know a jujitsu black belt and this and that because he took karate, um, and <laughs> there's a lot of those. Uh, and you can't and you won't. It'll never happen. Um, <laughs> so to, to, to how is it going? I don't know how it's going, Gabe. I still suck. I mean, any, every time I've done it, um, I don't do it consistent. I was doing it five or six days a week, sometimes twice a day. Now wow. it's not consistent. Um, and yeah, I'm awful. I mean, it's going <laughs> awful. And okay. I think, I guess that's what you aim to do is just be awful at it for a decade or more. And then you get good. I'm sure Gabe is great at it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, His I'm second sure, thing, I'm sure ex- he is. Exit strategy. He so was a wrestler ex- though. He was, he was a wrestler in high school. So that gave yeah. him kind of like a, a head start. But, um, I yeah. would not mess with Gabe Leonard. Yeah. Uh, I would not, I I've learned. Um, from jujitsu that you don't mess with high school wrestlers. They're really tough people. <laughs> and, and if you mess with someone that's a college wrestler, you're essentially riding your death. Um, you're going to die. <laughs> like if someone wrestled in college, like at a high level and their ears are cauliflowered and they yeah. like chewed up. Um, don't you, do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. They're going to kill you. Um, <laughs> and Gabe did that. And he's a jujitsu black belt. That's, yeah. that's terrifying. Um, <laughs> I'm a little afraid of Gabe. <laughs> I have a healthy fear of Gabe. Uh, but I respect Gabe and I respect his art ability. He's one of the best artists I've ever seen. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> um, exit so, strategy. Yeah, exit strategy. That's a, uh, that'd be a good, good one to end, end on, too. Be, um, for me personally, not financial advice. My plan is to hold everything I have in crypto until probably 2023 or 2025. And whatever it's at at that point, my plan is to pull it out and invest in a brick and mortar business, whatever that is. Oh wow! Uh, you know, maybe maybe my own restaurant, my own tattoo shop. Who knows? I don't know what that'll be. It's too far out, you right. know. Um, but my plan is to hold until twenty twenty three at least. Hodl. Um, I, I'd like to see a hodl. <laughs> hodl. I'd like to see, I'd like to see where it where it goes. Um, I mean, I, just... I, like you, I didn't invest an in amount where if I lose it, I'm going to cry. But it's starting to get there where I'm starting to look at the numbers and I'm like, oh, I should probably pull it out right now. But I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns. When I got into the investing side of it, I said that whatever money I put into it was just going to be money I accepted that that I, that I lost and I'm just going to invest. And what I did was every time I had a freelance art job for 3D work or a freelance music composing job, I would take like half of the money and invest. And I did that for a long time and, and hopefully it pays off, you know, hopefully – in 2025, I come on here with gold chains and like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. I'd be the exact same way I am now. I'd just be able to like chip in more. Yeah. <laughs> not feel like a fucking loser in my, my life. <laughs> well, awesome. That, What's the, your exit strategy? I, I don't have an exit strategy. I'm just trying to get, I just am thinking about, you know, getting, you know, what about the point where I can't work or or if i get to that point at some point i'm going to get to a point where i can't work because i'm going to be dead but you know the point where maybe i can't produce as much as i am i 
I'm just trying to get off the um, <clears throat> hamster wheel. wheel. So I'm just like, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not the kind of person I think that would be good at trading or any of that shit. No. That's so I just, I love, I'm just going to like, you know, I've got, you know, I don't have a ton invested, but um, I just am going to hold on for the long term because I just think that regardless of what happens with, with uh, any of this stuff, I just I just feel like the blockchain technology is is not going anywhere, and it's going to basically be like everything is going to yeah. be involved in block the blockchain at some point. Everything. Dude, if Ethereum got to a hundred thousand dollars a coin, I'd pull it out tomorrow. Um, right. If it got to like a <laughs> life changing amount, where I'm like, even if it gets to more than this, this is going to change my yeah, it's life. It's like okay, you know, are you cool yeah. with? With a million instead of getting fifty million, yeah, you I'm, waited, down, you know? I'm down like, with gambling, but I'm not fucking stupid. Yeah, either. <laughs> I, you know, I might, you know, if I get to a point where I, where I mean, I, the only way I could earn any kind of money since I invested so little is, is like, you know, long term. Yeah, you know, so, um, you know, if I ever got to a point where it was, the amount that um, I made, the amount of my debts i would probably take it out then but who knows who knows i don't know it's hard to say i'm just not even thinking about it or worrying about it i'm just more like watching it and sort of enjoying it like a like a sport in a way watching all the people freak out about doge doge coin we, uh, <laughs> we sold our uh, we sold our van and with arms in the sun because we we weren't touring oh yeah as the, much. Ba- the band van you had a nice band van. yeah you've seen mm-hmm. the band van mm-hmm. the Tom nice Sawyer. So we didn't need that anymore because we didn't need a 15 passenger van. Because now when we tour, it's it's drummerless. We have like you know like different styles of drums that are like backing drums and oh, stuff. Wow. Um, so we got rid of that van, and um, that was we we're laughing because we're saying that's the best music decision we've ever made because we invested that in crypto. Oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you made more made more, yeah, more in that like, one investment yeah. than when you did your whole time in the band, we probably. We made more in that one investment than we ever have as a band. It's pathetic. We joke about it all the time. We it's, talk about it on our podcast too. Now, but too people are like, what's the smartest decision you made for your music career? We're like, oh, selling off our shit and buying crypto <laughs> and stocks. <laughs> but I mean, hey, man. Yeah, hey. That's... Not making money off of it if it's just a van sitting right, in the driveway. Right, right. The, you know, the it's irony a... is it looks like we're probably going to start touring again next year. Like the, the agent we used to have, we're back with that guy again. And uh, it's like, oh, okay, so maybe we're going to be on the road. So we're going to have to probably buy a vehicle. But hey, maybe <laughs> well, with you the could, crypto. Yeah, you could dope. pull a little bit out of the crypto and, yeah. <laughs> and buy the van. And then, you know, still you've made money and continue to make money. Yeah, I, I um, I'm, I'm a... I'm a diamond hands kind of guy. <laughs> Not like paper you're, hands. you're digging deep. You're getting into the rhetoric now. You're on Wall Street bets. I like that. I just, I, you know, I, I, uh, um, I was a diamond, diamond hands guy with the GameStop stocks. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Politically, let's stick it to the man. Let's, let's make all the, the billionaire, uh, hedge fund guys have to pay. And then it hit 300 a share. And I'm like, I'm out. That was, a, that turned out to be a smart move though. Right. Cause, it, it cause, it, cause it went down after that. And it's yeah. like, I, I'm to me, it's like, I, like I said, I, I believe that the blockchain te- technology is something that's going to be involved in everything. So that's sort of what I'm banking on. And like, you know, it's either going to, it's either going to be as big as 
people are saying it's going to be and I think it's going to be and that therefore the small amount I invested will be huge in the long run or I'll lose it and it won't matter so yeah you know I kind of it's hard to say at this point it's just exciting to to watch and be a part of yeah I yeah. my the biggest thing I would say like to the listeners is yeah I mean if you're an artist definitely if you can get around it, do your research on the environment thing, like Chet said. Don't look at it black and white. Look at the gray area. And if it's something that you feel um, is worth dipping your toe in, try it. Because, And I've been trying to get you to do it. And I'll say it on your podcast. I really think you should do some oh, yeah. crypto art. Yeah. I feel I, like I'm, you have a huge following. And wow. I'm going I mean, to eventually. I'm going to eventually. I feel like it's like if it is something worth a shit, it'll be around when, by will. the time I get, by the time, you know, I really would like to wait for Ethereum to be staked. That's, yeah. that would, I would feel really good about doing it then. Yep. You know? And, and hopefully that'll be by the end of the year and then, um, and then maybe you can try it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know? I mean, it, that, it, it's a no brainer, but it's like, you know, I, I have to do it. I have to do it because I did that, all those animations that Tool used and yeah. I made a DVD and I was ahead of my time, and I have all these cool looping animations with custom mm-hmm. crazy sound that I did all myself, amazing. and it was too far ahead of its time, and I never really – it never got its due. And Dude, so and it's that's, made, that's what's happening NFTs with a lot were, of digital artists. Feel like, yeah, yeah. NFTs feel like it – for me personally, they were made for the Disturb the Normal stuff. That's how oh, – yeah. you know, so. Well, like, like Jason Farmer, Evolving Eye. He's mm-hmm. a dude that, like you, he has like 10 years of like digital stuff that's just been sitting on hard drives that went unnoticed because there was no market for right. it. Right, yeah. So now yeah. guys like him have a shot at a real career. Like, right. Uh, I don't know if you're friends with uh, – do you know uh, Dutch Tide? No. Oh, that dude's killing it in the NFT world. And then like Mad Dog Jones, Nest Graphics, people like that. I mean these are guys that, that – are, have some serious, awesome digital skills, like similar right. to your skills. And, um, yeah, there just wasn't a market for it. So it's, it's so cool. And yeah, yeah. I, I really, I encourage you to, and I hope you do. Well, I, I, yeah, I, like I said, eventually I definitely will. I can't even do it right now anyway, because of the book project and commissions right, yeah. and stuff. But, um, um, I'm and, so and I'm still, oh, it's looking so good. I think we're at that. We're at the last iteration. Like the next time we get a copy back, from the graphic designer, it's going to be like final edits and then it's re- so ready cool. to print. So it's like, I can't believe it. I don't want to t- jinx it. That's what about I like about you, man. You <laughs> stuff through. You're a finisher. I, I have to, man. I, 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 I have that. to. I can't. I, I love people that do that. So many people start things and there's that point, you know, around halfway to 70% where everybody quits. You yeah, know, I yeah. love the stubborn people that are like, no, I'm going to dig in my heels. Yeah, there's no, this. there's no way. I, I'm like, I would go bankrupt to finish this project if I had to. <laughs> it's like, I am dedicated. I just, I've, I've got that thing in me where it's like, I have to do this. There's no fucking way I'm not going to do this. So. But um, anyway, I forgot what my point was. Oh, that I'm going to, I will eventually do it. And um, fuck, I was going to make a point but we'll collaborate and i'll write some music for it oh yeah totally <laughs> That'd be great. well i mean you know i uh we'll see where oh i know what i was gonna say is um <clears throat> yeah that would be awesome but but um yeah you people need to check you need to give your 
you know your your socials out and stuff. We'll put in the body of the text as well. But I never do that on people podcasts. need to. I need people, to start doing people that. People need to check your shit out. Your stuff's really amazing. But I, what I was gonna say is, I'm still learning about all this stuff as well. So that the whole reason I, I wanted to have you on to talk about this wasn't to convince people to get into crypto. It was to just try and explain it to try and explain it and get people to look into it because like, I feel like it's, and you feel like it, like it's coming no matter what you do, no matter what anybody does, it's coming down the road. It's going to be this huge world changing thing. And so you should know about it, whether you invest in it or not, you should at least understand what it is. Um, not that's aside from all the potential ways to use it to make money or whatever, or, you know, be creative with it or whatever. You should just understand it. You yeah. know, it's, it's important to understand. Cause it's, I think it's going to change, you know, I could be totally wrong, but my feeling is, is, and you know, I'm, you know, I don't know shit, but that's my feeling of it. So for what it's worth, cause I really don't know shit about much. Yeah. <laughs> you actually so. know quite a bit. I was surprised. <laughs> Talking I've been, I've been with you about crypto. You, you've done your, you've definitely done your due diligence. I've you been, uh, have yeah. a good grasp on it. Oh, cool. Thanks. Well, I, mean, yeah. I, I watch crypto Casey on YouTube yeah, that's and a good I watch, one. uh, digital asset, di- digital asset news. That guy's good. And kind of like a, um, middle of the road, reasonable guy. He's not a crazy, um, uh, you know, all in, he's like super straight laced, kind of like a, yeah, old fashioned Republican type, very responsible <laughs> and, you yeah. know, and business minded and spread your assets out. But um, so, yeah, it's it's funny, too, because it's like I'm watching people that I know ideologically I'm not aligned with, but it's like I don't give a fuck. It's like, yeah. I want your in, I want your knowledge about finances. I don't care exactly. what your political shit is. I don't give yeah. a shit. And, and they don't, you know, generally they don't talk about it, but you know, you watch people, you could tell, I probably wouldn't be hanging out with this guy, (laughs) but I am curious how he manages his money. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like the, the, it's so anyway, that's, that's, that's beside the point. Anyway, let's wrap it up. We're we're coming on two hours. I got to get some paintings done because I got to get photographed tomorrow. Yeah. So what what are your socials and stuff? All right. So here's, here's what I do. Um, I am a music producer and I, I compose music for video games and film. Um, I'm a 2d and 3d digital artist. I would say only digital. I can draw an analog, but I'm not great at it. I'm a digital guy. Um, I do a podcast with my two best friends called the with our arms to the sun podcast. Coincidentally, I'm in the band with our arms to the sun. Um, I'm a game streamer. I have a Twitch channel. Oh, shit. Uh, I didn't even know that. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Media. W-O-A-T-T-S-M-E-D-I-A. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Media. Uh, my Instagram is at Josh underscore Breckenridge. If you don't put the underscore, you find another Josh Breckenridge that is an African-American dude that sings Broadway that I've become <laughs> friends with on social media. That oftentimes it's like, I think this email was meant for you. And I get people, I get people to tag me and stuff for Broadway. And it's like, I wish I was on Broadway, but that is not, that's not me. That's my doppelganger in New York. That's um, great. So at Josh underscore Breckenridge, uh, I'm on Facebook, Josh Breckenridge, and um, I have a private Facebook group that chats in. It's called Wotes Media Inner Circle, and I share a lot of my work in progress stuff in there. That's kind of like my Patreon, I guess. That's where I 
where I share like uh, work in progress stuff and talk with people and like all my closest friends and like fans of stuff I've done are in there. And um, yeah, that's like my spot. So if you want to go on there, that's Facebook. Uh, it's just called Wotes Media Inner Circle. It's a group. You can search for it. It's W-O-A-T-T-S-M-E-D-I-A Inner Circle. Uh, and I guess I guess that's it. I'm I'm on Twitter, Josh Creating. I don't use Twitter. Do you use Twitter? I heard I'm use starting it. to use it again now since I'm it's watching all NFT. these Doge people. <laughs> yeah, as I say, the crypto stuff and NFTs. Uh, Twitter is where it's at, man. I actually it's- found out that somebody. I can't remember his name. Someone who's a, a member of my Patreon works at Twitter. And Interesting. They, and they told me like, hey, they're having a portfolio day where you you do the hashtag portfolio day and put your pictures. And um, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start using I'm going to try Twitter because I never got a lot of traction on it. Me neither. You know, I got like 10,000 followers, which is pretty good on Twitter. But, you know, not yeah. like it was it never took off like any of the other social media platforms so i'm kind of trying to use that again yeah um, especially for the crypto stuff because that's where the whole nft community is like on there it's on twitter oh yeah which is yeah. so weird yeah I, I watch all the all the the do, do, doge to the moon hashtag and <laughs> <laughs> i follow elon musk i love seeing what he's gonna do next yeah yeah it's he's that's... like a modern day walt disney i like him he's a visionary yeah he's he's, <laughs> a, he's definitely a smart guy he's a he's really a, a a trippy guy and he kind of looks like an alien too, which is sort of cool. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, um, thanks for coming on, man. That was super fun. Super enjoyable to talk to you. It's been an honor, man. I love talking to you. You, You're someone that, that is very, uh, you're very near and dear in my heart. I love, I love catching up with you. I love hearing what you have to say. I've learned a lot from you over the years about art and philosophy and, um, I talk you up a lot. I was actually just on a podcast a week ago where a dude made fun of ego death. And he said, it's the most hypocritical thing for somebody. It's the most egotistical thing to have a thing called ego death. And I was like, but you don't get it. Like, this dude's cool. (laughs) He's actually, like, trying to work on that. He's not saying he doesn't have ego anymore. People don't even understand what the term means. Ego death doesn't mean you don't have an ego. And they don't even – people don't properly understand – the term ego itself like they think ego death is saying oh i'm gonna i'm gonna uh be cool and nice and i'm not gonna have a big ego that's not ego that 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 is an ego trip right being the nice guy and being cool and not not having an ego is an ego trip ego yeah. death is specifically the experience of uh, usually from a psychedelic or even, you know, uh, near death experiences, all kinds of things can cause it, but it's where you temporarily lose your egoic identity and experience your true nature, which is this infinite who you really are at the center. That's what wow, the ego that death experience. And it never I might have experienced that one time on mushrooms. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever that but the I don't thing, know if I've been there where you're talking about. I don't know if I've been it, there. Yeah, I I've I've been to my understanding of it, you know, but I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But um, it, it's not like it dies. It's like it reassembles when you come out of your trip. It's like yeah. it always, your ego is always going to be there. It's like part a of psychedelics who, just like squeeze you that little window for a while. Where right. And then it fogs back up again. again. But it's like, it, you know, people think, oh, it's like you got to kill your ego. No, it's that's absurd and impossible. You can't do it. It's part of who you are as a human being. <laughs> So just, just, you know, people misunderstand the terms, my, my point. So yeah. anyway, but I appreciate you sticking up for me. 
I did. I'll actually show you the clip. It's pretty funny. Um, cool. Yeah. No, I, I, I find you to be a, a very intelligent, in tune dude. I'm, I'm curious more about your spiritual magic stuff. We'll have to talk more of that off air sometime. Oh, yeah. Um, or on You air. definitely, you, you're into some cool shit. I know that. And, um, oh, thanks. You know, and I, uh, obviously your, your art is a reflection of somebody that is, um, uh, I, I would call you, do you know what a shokunin is? No. Have you ever seen the Hero Dreams of Sushi documentary? Yeah, I have. So that guy is a shokunin. He's somebody that's dedicated their whole life to their craft. And oh, good yeah, at- yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You, I really found that movie inspiring. I, I love was that like, movie. I cried when I watched it. I'm like, I want to be a shokunin. <laughs> <laughs> but you you, uh, you absolutely are in every sense of the word with oh, the thanks. amount of time and energy and love that you've put into your passion, which is to make great paintings. And you know, I appreciate it. It shows. So I appreciate, I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks. Well, likewise. Well, you know, Lisa and I love you. Uh, she's always talking. I love Lisa. Yeah. I want to hang out with, with, I with know. Lisa. We're going to, we'll, we'll, when things get back to normal, we'll have some Zello. Yeah. We can just wear like gas masks like your creatures in your paintings. Yeah. Let's sit through the tube. <laughs> <laughs> <Poor speech>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, well, right, uh, let's say goodbye to the audience, but don't hang up at the end. Say goodbye. Good, say goodbye, goodbye to audience. Thank Go- you so much, uh, Dark Art community. Take care, you guys. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.